Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash jreepodcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Let's get started. Here we go. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar, Massachusetts, and Simon. I'm not saying that again, man. Yeah, because you can't say that. Yeah, uh, no, I listened to myself. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> Massachusetts. Um, for those of you joining us for the first time, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have all listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode, as well as the week, on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to discuss uh, each guest at some length, talk about some uh, talking points, this, that, and the next. Uh, for those of you... That didn't notice, Simon is out of studio again today. He has the sniffles. He's got the sniffles. And uh, out of precaution for the safety of all of us, we're trying to we're trying to do our part. So Kamar and I are at a great distance, and Simon is not even in the room. Kamar, how was your week? Well, I've accepted my immortality. Your immortality? Well, I mean, it just I've accepted the position I'm in, and... Uh, it's time to move forward. There's a million other people in the same position and far more that are in a far worse position. So I can't lose my head. And um, yeah, that's a great attitude to have, Kamar. I must say. Well, the promise of money goes a long way for Kamar. Well, it's not just the promise of money. I think he, he brought up a great point there that like as bad as things might be for him, there's obviously people out there mil- by the millions that have it far, far worse. I'm not, right. the, I'm, our, I'm not the worst off. pipe up. Well, just, and also all the fans, I just want to say what up. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, all you guys message us and stuff. It's uh, super huge. Uh, sticking by us, uh, whether it's on the Patreon, comments on the Instagram, comments, uh, DMs, whatever. It's like, uh, it's definitely a reason to live and not be fucking, whoa, is me. Yeah, I mean, part of me has thought, uh, you know, this would be a good time to put out far more content if we could. But it's tough enough getting together. And we should have that conversation off air, but yeah, I agree. Well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I was just thinking out loud, but whatever. Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Simon. What's up? No, no. I was just going to say, um, as long as I get healthy, I'm going to get to work on that uh, studio. Hopefully we can get in there really soon. Yeah, well, for the listeners, the YouTube equipment, other than a light, because right now shipping stuff is a fucking nightmare, but other than a light to properly light us, I have ordered most of most of the appropriate stuff for the YouTube. Stu, Stu, studio. <laughs> um, and uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, in this meantime, if we need, I can borrow some lights. Oh, sweet. There we go. Uh, Simon, how was your week? 
You're not feeling well. My week was well. I feel great actually. I don't feel bad at all, which makes this all the stupider. But I just figured, why fucking take the chance? You know. Well, I mean, there was four episodes this week, and I heard asymptomatic probably forty thousand times, yeah. about ten thousand times yeah. an episode, arguably. So. You never so know. there you go. But yeah, they, they, they managed to talk about other things. Did they? I felt. That's because you listened to Brian last. I, I well, listened to... Com- sorry, go ahead, Simon. No, so, sorry, sorry, my bad. No, I was just going to say, I listened to all four of them yesterday. So I, like, in a row, I well, got it pretty fresh. Yeah, I, there, there, there is, but um, they managed to talk about some things that were unrelated. It, it, it always circled back. Uh, Ken not Kamar very much wants us to, talk, to not talk about COVID. So I think this is his way of saying that they talked about other things. Listen, I would love to have a COVID-free episode. COVID-free life right now would be great. Um, I just don't know that. Like, I apologized in last week's post show for all the COVID talk. And then this week, man, you know, it's like Kamara always says that sometimes he Joe has people on just so that he can kind of bounce his ideas off as opposed to having like an intellectual on where he has to just listen. He has, you know... And he had four of them on this week. Well, I mean, I get it. Listen, two of them are pushing stuff. Joey Diaz was. This is the weird thing. Was Joey's the one from last week? No, it was recorded on the 25th. It was. Yeah, I can go. I have the date written down. He said it. Okay. Yeah. uh, We'll we'll get there. Either way, it's 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 just going to be very difficult for us not to broach the subject of this. Oh, I, that would be impossible. Yeah, I just mentioned let's be cognizant. Of course, we can yeah. mine whatever we can. I Simon's notes yeah. about anything non-COVID related. Well, I, I'm with you. you. Know, Go ahead, Simon. The first, um, I don't know. It was a 58, 56 minute post show last week. The first 30 whatever minutes was the best poster we've ever done. And then we got stuck arguing on a stupid point about Canadian um, government giving us money. But before that, it was great, man. Well, I mean, I think the thing that we that we need to be cognizant or try to be is that uh, all people are inundated with right now is talk of this fucking COVID. Like, you can't tune into anything without it coming up, because that's all that's around us right now. So, we apologize. We're going to try to do our best to make this entertaining and not COVID-y. COVID-y. That's definitely going to be a word that's put into the dictionary. I think we're still striving to actually make this entertaining. Oh, I think 75 episodes in, we're striving to make this entertaining on a non-COVID. We're not, we're yeah. not keeping anything. We're, True. We're working towards a goal. D- during non-COVID times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, we're, when the things aren't COVID-esque, we're still trying very hard to. Also, real quick, because um, we don't play it anymore, so we don't hear it, but there is a new intro this week. We have our own J-R-E-E theme song. Oh, that went in this week? It will, yes, it will have got so it, the the people who are listening would have already heard it. So uh shout outs to Ghetto Socks. Uh we got a sweet Yeah, uh, it's so rad. I'll have to try to do the intro over it. Oh, you point. want one where it's live so, well, so yeah, you can I, feel I, the vibe? Okay. Let yeah. me feel the vibe. I be the vibe. Gotcha. I can't do we couldn't do it with Simon on there because it would be on my phone. So this week it had to be spliced in, but just for the listeners, go check out Ghetto Socks. You can follow him on Instagram and all the socials. Uh, he's a Juno-nominated uh, Canadian rap artist. 
So there you go. He lost to Drake, unfortunately. Kind of tough to beat Drake in the best rap category. It's not bad company. It was rigged. Yeah, was it ever? That being said, um, do we want to go over the guest list? Yeah, because that's what we do Probably here. Should. Yeah. We go over the guest oh, list, dude, and you throw it to me. Yeah, go ahead, Kamar. So we started the week with the uh, notorious alcoholic, always in Joe's mind, 1446 Burt Kreischer, also has a new Netflix special out. Then we had uh, the level-headed, cool Tom Segura. We had the ball uh, hog. 1447. Good one, Matt. And then we had old Uncle Joey, 1448. Very concerned about Uncle Joey. We'll get to that later. Sure. And Brian Callen wrapped it up, 1449. Seems like Joe's just touch a base in case no one sees each other again. Seems like they went in order of youngest to oldest or close to it. Um, best friend. That was to a worst Brian friend. joke. Get it? Yes. You, no, no. Yeah. yeah. It was, <laughs> it's a Brian joke. I, I had, yeah. Yeah. You had to get there. <laughs> I was doing the math. Yeah. Uh, it was best friends in reverse order, so it started with Bert, who's gotcha. the furthest yeah. of the four, Tom, Joey, and Brian Callen. Yeah, that best makes, friend, makes as sense. Kamara said. It was almost the lost episode that Joey Diaz. Yeah. Um, I've always said that uh, comedians are my shit, as far as guests go. Uh, they did a Reddit poll this week on the JRE uh, Reddit, subreddit, whatever, and they ask people, "What's your favorite? Like, what's your favorite type of guest? Comedian, scientist, Joey Diaz, Hunter, Hunter, whatever, uh, MMA, and scientist won like by a landslide. Um, but I, I picked comedian because that's my shit. And this week, I was like, oh no, this is not what I wanted. There needs to be a balance. Yeah, I mean, I think too. Let me go back a bit though. I think maybe without this pandemic." If he has these four on on a normal week, might might have been a smoke show. I I think I actually disagree a hundred percent. Think it would have been better. It's it's best how it came out here mm-hmm. than if we were just going along. There was no pandemic, and they just came on to promote, and they're just shooting the shit and talk about. Mostly that they can't complain, but there was a lot of a gratitude and like sort of self awareness this week. I thought. Okay, fair enough. I still I don't know. And I want to know how lot, all these guys are thinking. Sorry, sorry. A lot of overlap. Well, I called this too. I said at the beginning of this pandemic, there's going to be nothing but fucking L.A. comedians on. Well, yeah. And then we get a week of nothing but L.A. comedians. Vicinity is definitely going to help people get in there. Yeah. I was wondering if, um, because a common theme he kept throwing out there throughout all the podcasts was uh, moving. Oh, are we going to buy a place in Billings? We could probably get a cheap place in Billings, and then we have the best comedy club in the world right down the street. But you're going to get snowed in. Well, you're going to get snowed in. We're used to that, so if Simon, you down? Billings, if he's saying Billings, Matt, they're definitely going somewhere else. Ah, oh, the bait and switch. Well, he bait and switched 50 different places. Yeah. I know, so, so Evergreen, we got to try it. Evergreen, Colorado. You know, we'll, have to, CIA. Uh, we'll have to keep tabs on what's going on. Yeah. But Joe also said that uh, no matter what, even if he had to do this thing in his house with people on Skype, that the show would continue through the um, COVIDity. I can't help but imagine that's going to become a new norm. Once he gets comfortable with it as well out of uh, necessity, then why not? Oh, I think so. Well, I feel like Simon doesn't even have the sniffles. He's just more comfortable at home in his studio. Well, I can smoke cigarettes. (laughs) See, there we go. I'm telling you, this is how everything starts to devolve right away. 
Um, my concern, my my concern still is actually Joe. Now he's. I'll say this: in the Bert episode, he seemed a little more down to earth with it. Like last week, he was like, "I'm healthy. I have a great immune system. I have nothing to worry about." This week with Michael Yo, it the seemed Michael like Yo. it seemed like he started off the week a little more like, "Holy shit, this thing could affect me." But then again, as the week got to the end, he was like, "I think everyone should just be taking saunas." Wow. Just get those hot those hot shock proteins going. And I was like, ah, oh, Joe. The swimmer. I feel. Sorry, Simon. No, go ahead. Come no, on. no, Simon, go. I feel like uh, no matter what Joe is putting out there, he is taking the utmost precautions. Like just knowing Joe being scared of uh, men in ties or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like he's, um, I don't know. Mind you, then he has these randos in his studio. Well, hardly randos. That's why I was... No, hard, hardly randos. But I was thinking, like, even you, Kamar, you have four roommates or three roommates. Like, you can't control yeah. where everybody goes. You can't... Like, we can only control how careful we are. I'm cognizant, though. I wash my hands a lot now. I'm not saying... I'm just... Not you. I'm saying, like, Joe and Bert and Tom... Like they're all dealing with a lot of people around them. And um, as we all progress, I think it's only going to heighten. You know what I mean? Well, hold on. Let's let's stop, too. You, you'd think that for Joe, it would have been a fucking huge wake-up call. Someone I had in this studio. And then Joe made the wildest assumption. He got it when he was in New York. He left my studio, went to New York, and got it. That's a crazy assumption. You live in L.A. Why? What stops Michael Yo from getting it the week before he was in Joe's studio? And again being asymptomatic and then going and sitting across from Joe for three hours, talking into when that mic. Was, when was Michael Yo on the show? Two weeks ago. Like three weeks ago. Yeah. I thought it was way longer than that. I didn't realize the time frame was so, uh, no man, this is like, this is re- That's what I'm saying is I, I, you know, it seems odd to me that Joe is, he just seems up and down about it. Like, again, like I'm, I'm saying, he had Michael Yo in studio, and then Joe does the weirdest thing where he goes, well, he then went to New York where he got it, and then tells Joey, like, you're lucky you didn't go to New York or you would have gotten it too. It's like, Joe, you just yeah. finished spending literally four three-hour episodes talking about how people can be asymptomatic for so long, and then a guy that was in your studio gets it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. But listen, this is all Burt Kreischer episode stuff. So let's fucking sure, sure. Sorry. rate the week and then start this fucking bonanza. Michael Yo came out February 27th. Yeah, that's so it's one month. But you see what I'm saying, Simon? Yeah, the timing could be really close. I absolutely see what you're saying. Anyway, we'll start with you, Simon. Could you rate the week, please? We have four comedians. Yeah, I'll, I'll give the week a... Uh, Fuck. It's a really hard week to rate. I'm I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh I would have liked to have gone last, but I'll set the bar at a three. Fair enough, Kamar. You know me, I'm a sentimental guy. I like seeing the boys around. It was a three and a half for me. This is tough for me because I I wanted like as they started rolling out, I was like, another one. And another one. I felt like DJ Khaled and another one. Um <laughs> But I just, I can't, in good conscience, go better than a three. And I think three is actually me being generous. So there we go. It's, it's, it's when you go to it for what you want from it. Sure. That's what you're going to get from it. Um, I will also say, I, I read a lot of threads this week for people 
like avid podcast listeners that were saying they were like, this is a tough time for me with podcasts because a lot of people have a routine with podcasts, right? I listen in the, in the car on the way to work or I listen at work or wherever. And a lot of people are like, you'd think that with all this time off, I'd be able to listen to podcasts. And I'm feeling this too, without like some sort of semblance of like a routine. It's, it's tough. Like even just sitting here, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to it. I have all the time in the world. It's, I said that three weeks ago because yeah. I listened at work and not working is just a different experience. The yeah. whole podcast together. Totally. Anyway. Well, you just have to re readjust to the new, uh, the new world order, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've adjusted. All right, Simon name and number buddy. All right, man. 1446 Bert motherfucking big boy Kreischer. The machine. Who drinks too much? Um, <laughs> Who drinks too much? You know, I watched his special. It was tremendous. It was, he wasn't has it? Come Told you. A real, a really long way, man. Like his last special was good. This one was like head and shoulders better. I fucking laughed out loud, belly hurt a couple of times. Like, now let me ask you. I was, did I you was impressed. Did you watch Ball Hog? I did. I watched them both. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to wait for that? For uh, well, let's I hold thought... on. Has Kamar watched both? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've all watched have both. Have you watched? Have yeah, you yeah. watched both? Yes. Okay. We might as well. Uh, might as well do it now. Then, what's uh, okay. what's everyone's verdicts? I think that Bert's is head and shoulders better than Tom's, and I never thought I would say that, man. Wow. Okay, Kamar, yeah. head and shoulders better. I think it was a situation where um, Tom sort of surpassed Bert and got tighter, and Bert was still stuck being Bert, but he's he's turned a corner now, and he's sort of past Tom, and in the tightness and the because I find Tom is sort of like his uh, nonchalant, I, I don't really give a fuck sort of thing, you know what I mean? Isn't as entertaining on the whole as Bert, who's putting it out there and really selling the stuff. <clears throat> Tom's just so subtle, and I still love him. Two things for me. The first thing about Ball Hog, and I know he, he spoke about it a week before it came out, and he said that it wasn't color-coded correctly. Even correctly, and I'm saying that with air quotes, even correctly color-coded, it still seemed like he had a weird amount of makeup, he looked weird. Now, again, if you didn't know that going in, you might not have noticed because Simon's giving me a weird look. I didn't notice, but I'm definitely going to go back and take a look now that you say that because something felt off to me, but I definitely couldn't put my finger on it. So the other thing that I felt weird about Tom's, and I, I, I think all of Tom's specials are fucking incredible. This one seemed odd in that he did a lot of like weird little um, like voices. Like when doing, like everyone had the same voice where it was like, I found that odd. Not that it was bad or good. I just, uh, I don't know. I and Simon, but, I don't know that I could say Burt's was better. That's a tough. And listen, I liked Tom's. I thought it was great. I just felt like Burt's had like a, 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 like a theme more to it where you could get more into it. And Tom's was just more like, I, I don't know. Less of a spectacle. I don't know. I don't that's know. that's. I think you're saying what I said. Just Bert's was more entertaining. Fair enough. Yeah, and and, and I don't know, man. I, I find Bert more relatable because I, he's way more willing to poke shit at himself. You know. 
Well, what I was saying was this. I said this last week. Because Bert is so open with like who his family and his wife and his kids are, and, and they're so much part of like his online persona, you you kind of feel like in a way you're part of the family. So when he starts giving yeah. you more insight into the girls, you oh dude, it's not like it's so far out there where you're like, I don't really know his family life or what this is like. You're actually kind of, but it's good also because even if you don't know Bert, some of it's relate like really relatable anyway. So I think he really did a good job of. Listen, I think Bert's done a great job of curating a great fan base of people that know and like him. I wonder if when there's just the two of them and they're by themselves, like, yeah, you're funnier than me. I doubt it. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I think Bert's is way more sellable. And I think that if you're like a uh, rando just clicking on one of those two, you'd be more um, hooked by big boy than you, by ball hog. Do you, know what I, <clears throat> you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna get my mom to watch both because she's someone that doesn't. A, she's someone that doesn't know shit about these people, but loves to laugh, and she'll watch them. I think I'll get her to watch both, and I'll ask her which one she thought was funny. I'd trust her. I'd be willing to put. I'd be willing to put money on her picking Big Boy. See, this is where we have a wager. Well, this is the thing, Simon. She's she's super into dark. Like she has Tom's sense of humor. Like, you know how well, Tom... let's do it then. 20 bucks. Done. Wow. Done. Okay, sure. Uh, but I'm not even certain. I'm going against my own you, judgment you're here You're betting as well. on Tom, no, though. good. Well, I have to bet on Tom. He's taking Bert. The wages were made. That's, that's how it works. Seal it. Pit boss. So, do you want to just get a little bit of the corona talk out of the way? Well, let's just try to avoid it until we, we have to. I, I found out in this episode that, uh, realize Joe loves animals. Like so much, I always thought it was the kookiness of the Bigfoot or chimpanzees. When we talk about, it, he has cats and dogs, multiples, multiples. You know what I mean? Like chickens, everything. Like it really sold it to me how much he loves animals. And it might be stating the obvious. Well, no, I was going to say to you, I, you know, I've had Chico for a year and a half now, and I've never have ever have I felt in my life a connection to animals like I do now. It's weird. I'm sure Simon's had dogs forever, so I'm sure he gets it. I'm a I'm a man of nature, Matt. I know. I, I can tell, Simon. What are you smoking over there? Uh, something that didn't have a name. I just had to put three question marks on it. You know what's funny is whenever you're over here and we do that, we, we're always like, the one with the question mark is, the, is that one. You'll remember. And then I, I realize, like, oh, two weeks in, remember. you're never going to remember. I think it's... Um, Gelato sorbet, uh, El Jefe, El Chico. No, uh, Girl Scout cookie or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Gotcha. I'm smoking on some blue biscotti over here. Nice. Did you guys think that Bert had just figured out that day his dance video by himself, or that he paid a choreographer? No, I no. thought we knew that he paid a choreographer. Well, he he they they just brought up he talked about it. I I did not know that. And I thought he had just figured that out himself. No, no. He paid those that dance troupe to do that dance with him and to choreo- choreograph it. No, but Bert solo. Yes. He did it solo. His one dance where he pulls off his pants. No, it starts off. There's there's a couple girls there with him. Isn't that how it starts? And then they peel off and then he rips his shit off. Isn't that how it starts? The, one, it- the one I saw is just him against the wall. The music starts. Yeah, I, I think guess it's, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess Post you're right, Malone, yeah. and he comes out and does a wicked jam. And I thought, wow, he's so talented. 
That's how he dances. No, because remember he said him and his daughters follow all these dance troops on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is. And he hit one of them up and was like, I want to do a dance. I didn't know Tom spent more than 100000 doing his. That's crazy. That was interesting. It isn't, it isn't, though. You can write that off. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing, I'm not going to say he made a hundred grand off back off the YouTube, but he made a substantial money back off the YouTube. That thing had a million hits in like the first day. And forget about getting yeah. the money back. Just that video goes viral and he gets a hundred thousand new fans that maybe he'll get $10 a year out of him for the next 30 years. You're also forgetting too. He released that under the umbrella of your mom's house, your mom's house studios, is all encompassing. It's it's the the honey. What's honey do? Honey Drew? Honey do? There's the podcast with Doctor Drew. There's his wife and the the their podcast. Like all those podcasts run under the umbrella of your mom's house. So if he puts out a video that gets thirty million hits, and a quarter of those people are like, oh, what's this? Your mom's exactly. house thing. Same thing with the fart. His mom farting. I bet that brought five million random people there. So yeah, I think the thing is. A hundred thousand is a lot, man. Like he's got a lot of money. I think he's a really good businessman. Yeah, that's that's the one thing about these guys that kind of fucks me up. And I talk about this all the time. Maybe it's because I'm broke, and I think I think this is a common broke sentiment of like, what is enough? Because I always look at these guys. They always make it seem like if this thing ended tomorrow, I'd be in trouble. Ah, they may go off that way, but who who knows how much more overhead they have? I mean, I get it. They have overhead. Listen, Tom did a, a studio tour this week. I'm not sure if either of you saw it, where he goes into the, your mom's house studio and walks Netflix around. Dude, I'm telling you, as someone who's priced out video and audio equipment recently, like they have a studio that's worth <laughs> a fucking shit ton of money. It's all because Adam Carolla. Yeah. And the Podfather, who you gave five stars to. And the Podfather started Sorry, it off. Five Jamies, my apologies. What's wrong all of those guys. Nothing. All of those guys are fine. They're all fine. Yeah. Like, none of them have money problems. Bert makes a ton of fucking cash, obviously. Cruises around in his bus. They're renting fucking planes and helicopters and what the fuck. Like, they're all doing just fine. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm just... Yeah. I, I guess in order to sell stuff, you have to always make it seem like you're hungry. And I mean, I don't know. In the saddest way, it was um, fortuitous for them to both come out when everyone gets locked in. Yeah, great news for them. Unfortunately. Yeah. So it's, all, it's, all, it's almost like they were part of the uh, Illuminati. They did I mean, it on purpose. To be honest, it's actually a bad example because they really just put those specials out to push their tours. So to have a special come out and then not be able to tour for a year, I'm sure they actually look at it as potentially counterproductive. Well, Netflix pays you a flat sum, right? It's not like they're paying you per view. Of course. So, but at the same time, you want your special to do really well so that Netflix gives you another special. Yeah, but the problem too is like, think they mentioned it this week. If I'm not, if they're not working they're not a- actively out there doing stand-up for, let's say, six months. Let's say best-case scenario, six months, or worst-case, whatever. When they come back, they're going to be super rusty for a while. It, it, that's the real deal. All of them. Of course. Everyone. Because even when 9-11 was happening, comedians were still telling jokes. And, I mean, I know this came up in the Joey one, but I, I don't know if either of you watched last week tonight with John Oliver when they did it 
in a studio with no audience, unwatchable. I did myself one worse. I watched Colbert, no audience. Oh, it, it, it's unwatchable. It's desperation. That's why I said about doing stuff like just through the thing, like instead of going, we're fucked. No jokes tonight. Yeah, I mean, the idea of comedy, like the idea of doing stand-up just in front of your phone to no crowd, I, I don't, I do not see it working. That's why there's sketches. That's why there's different. Simon's asleep over there. I wish you could see this, Kamar. No one knows what it's like, these guys, to not perform for this much time. Yeah. I mean, and it'll be a testament to guys, girls who come back with just amazing, amazing sets. Yeah. They'll obviously stand out, but I don't think a lot of people know what to do with themselves. It's really motivated me, Kamar, because I feel like if when this thing's done, if I can come just get right Hit the rolling, running. that's it. I'll, it's like the great divider or the great equalizer. Maybe I can get into this. But it's a concern for all of them. As it should be. Just doing the craft. Forget about the dates. Forget yeah. about the money or whatever. Well, it really is the only craft that you cannot do on your own. Or get better at it with it. Like when I did that competition last year, I probably did that set down here a thousand times in front of this mic and nothing. One deep breath. Nothing. Simon, what's up, buddy? Nothing. I just think that, um, yeah, everybody's going to get rusty, but they better figure something out because even when this thing, even when life gets back to normal, What's going to be normal? Like, are we going to have close, like comedy clubs are a lot of people jammed into a very small space, you know? Yeah. I think there's going to be a descale of the situation. Um, obviously, if there's a vaccine, that's what it is. But I think there'll be a descale of social isolating. A de-escalation, you mean? A de-escalation where it gets down to like 25 a day or something. I don't know if that's manageable, but whatever the number be, and then allow people to go out at their own risk. <laughs> well, Simon, think about it like this. Let's say, I'm just going to throw out a number. Let's say for a year and a half, we have to stay social distanced, but but they need to get a sense of, a, a, a semblance of normalcy back. So what they do is they say, like for a comedy club, for example, they would set up the tables seven feet apart. So a comedy club that normally seats 100, for sure, you're now cutting your capacity 75%. But you have people in there. But what you also do is you then set up a live streaming service and you offer that to people as well to kind of keep your business going. Then, because that's the thing is if you have people in there, it doesn't have to be a bunch. But if you have like, you know, let's say you have 10 tables of four people, that's 40 people, that's some laughs. It's something, it makes it, I don't know. Oh, that'll what, what it'll have to be inevitably on the step back, but it's not like it's, this is going to go away. No, and, I mean, and that club is a hundred and eighty-five people. Yeah. Oh, I know. And to put that to fifty, it, it, it would be the it just be become the new norm. The weird thing to me is golf. How? Why are they not golfing? Why are they not letting people golf? No, no, no. The PGA. I don't care about, like, oh. what I'm saying is that seems to me to be one sport that you could very easily continue on with. Without a crowd. Precisely. Because there's huge crowds. That's why they, they don't yeah. want it. So you just say no crowds, and then it's just like a golf course, and then you just you sp spread the golfers out a little more. It's still the thing, like, how they could, I think I was talking about with Simon the other day, 
if they were to uh, just test all the players on all the teams and just play in empty stadiums? Like, well, that's what's going to happen. You've heard that down the pipe. No, I just, that just makes sense to me. Like, let let's just say uh, we're all stuck inside for another three months. Okay, make up a number, four months, whatever it is. I think that they'll do that. They'll test out teams completely so that then no no fans, obviously, but people want to watch sports, man. Like, if you're going to be stuck inside, I think they're going to try and make it palatable. Well, the thought is this. The problem is this, as I see it. Let's say they let's say the NFL. The NFL would be a good example because they don't start the season until September, right? Or August, I guess, for preseason, Kamar. NFL will start in August. Yeah. So the the NFL would be a good example as someone that's not hurt by this yet because they could run a late combine. They could do a bunch of stuff. I hold on, just hear me out. All I'm saying is let's say the NFL decides to do what you guys say. They test all their players and everyone that comes back negative, they start the season. All it takes is for like three cases within the NFL. That could decimate the NFL. Everyone could get it overnight. And then then every other sports league would be like, well, we're not doing shit for years now. Like literally, they would all just say, you know what, we've made it. It's been a good run. We've made a bunch of... I, I just don't see how you can risk... Like think about it. If all... Imagine if your stars start dying. The NFL is signing and trading players. Actively so, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they see a future. I, I, of course they do. And they must be working around the clock to figure out what they're going to do. I'm sure they are. The NFL is the biggest of all of them. So, But, I mean, think about Premier League soccer. Think about soccer. Think about the Olympics. Well, that, that's been postponed. I, well, I they know postponed it for a year. I know, which is probably, in hindsight, the best idea. Let's just wait a year. Um, but who knows, man? We might be sitting here at this time next year going, can you believe they're going to have to postpone the Olympics again? I mean, I don't. I hope that's not the case. We're going back to what but side golf- Golf. Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. What Simon was saying about test all the players. What if every team three people have it and they're off? You, you, you know what I mean. So I, I, I don't think. Well, it's like being injured. Injuries yeah. would become malady. What I was saying was, to Matt's point, golf will be one of the first sports to come back because they could be running it right now if it didn't seem so. Um, I don't know. Does it seem like dirty somehow? Yeah, to I understand. Be the only one going in everyone's face. Well, we're going through this. We're still just swinging sticks. Yeah, it's a bad look. I don't think it is a bad look, only because there's so many people at home losing their fucking marbles, as you've alluded to. That I feel either like- either way, give it two weeks and they'll uh, they'll be over that, and they'll any sport will be good sport, you know. Well, poker must be coming back huge. Oh, no, they can't play poker. They can't sit beside each other. No, Americans can't. No, no, no. But online poker has, has had the biggest boom it's had in six years, I think. Yeah, I believe that. So, same thing. PlayStation, like, PlayStation, Sony had to go out and start um, lowering the download speed of every user. Because everyone is currently playing fucking video games. This is This is what I wanted to get at earlier. Like, it's so crazy to me that we pay for this thing and that once everyone gets on they're like whoa 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 this thing won't work if you all use it and it's like well what are we paying for if if you guys didn't build a system that we can all use at once it's just like a bank well they count they count on the natural 
cycle of people sleeping and, you know, at different times. Now we're all like crunched into this same schedule. Listen, it's probably not right, Matt, but I can see why they would cut the corners if they could, you know? Just like a bank they don't doesn't have, have all the money. More money. It's ridiculous. Right, exactly. Yeah, but again, they're they're sitting here saying to us, not listen, guys, we're throttling your internet right now. Maybe you all pay half this month, seeing as you know it's tough times. No, they're not doing that. They're saying no. They're saying the service you pay for normally because everyone's using it, we're throttling it. You're not getting your full service, and we're gonna give you three months. But in three months, you better fucking pay every dollar you owe us. Fuck you. These companies yeah, are bullshit, fucked. Matt. It's, it's bullshit. And you know what? Keep a little list, Matt. Keep tabs on everybody who's fucking you and not playing, who's playing dirty so that when this is all over, you can fucking put your money where your mouth is and punish these companies, you know? That's that not be- me. It's all of us. We all have to do it in, together. I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm saying you as the collective we. You yeah, know? I'm with you, man, 100%. Human like- beings. We have to remember because it's easy to just forget. When everything gets good again, it's easy for us to be like, oh, fuck, whatever. Let's just go back. No, they have to be punished. Well, someone hit me up today on Instagram and was like, hey, in relation to your last JRE episode, the banks make billions of dollars a month in bank fees. They can afford to fuck off with making money for a few months. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, isn't that the point I said? I was like, that's exactly what I said. Fuck these guys. Yeah, but I didn't even think about bank fees, Matt. Well, yeah, dude. You know what I mean? I wasn't even thinking about bank fees. The fucking retarded little fees they charge you for. like. Here's something crazier, Simon. Look into this. Look into what happens to money that's in transit. So, like, let's say I email transfer Kamar 400 bucks. Let's say Kamar is flush. So, Kamar's got a ton of money in the bank, and he doesn't open that email for Try a week. Try to believe it. Look into what happens to that $400 and how much money the bank can make off it just sitting there oh, in Matt, limbo. I, I read, we read the same article. It's fucked. These guys are, pr- yeah, yeah, it's, it's cri- fucked. It's, listen, the whole um, economy, it's such a dirty system, man. Top to bottom, like. So that brings up a good point, though. You see, like last week, Kamar was so stressed, and uh, rightfully so. I'm, I'm not taking it away from you. <coughs> You, like many, were so stressed about, like, what is this going to do to the economy? What is this going to... And I kept saying, and I keep thinking about it more and more. I'm like, this is just something we made up. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's a simulation. There's nothing about the economy that we can't just go, like... And again, I know nothing about economics, so obviously the people in power are saying we can't just do this. But, like, how is this thing that we made up now going to fuck us where it shouldn't? Like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, this is what I don't understand, Matt. Why can, like, I hear this all the time. The states say we owe all this money to China. We borrowed all this money from China. Why are they borrowing money from China when they can just take a trillion dollars from the reserve anytime they want? Again, I'm not, I, I'm so stupid when it comes to economics. I just know that this is a thing that we created and therefore and when they say there's no money for something like uh joe and bert were talking about the homeless how it's just out of control and just what are they going to do and this whole time well we could just spend a billion dollars and fix it i mean that's really that's really the thing that's becoming transparent to me now as it always should have is just that there's always money for the things they always this wipes out the homeless 
Sorry, Matt. You're saying this is just going to kill the homeless? Yeah, this takes care of that problem. Uh, Bill Gates' uh, eugenics model, you know, where you, the poor, the old, the really young, all the people who are useless to him. I don't think the young are useless to Bill Gates. Yeah, sorry, sorry, not the young, but uh, definitely the old and the poor. I don't understand why the old nowadays would be useless either. Old people have, well, I guess, I don't know, some people, like, I don't know. Old people are not like they used to be when we were young. Like, old people now are like Joe. You know, connected somewhat. Like, yeah, I don't... but the ones the ones that are dying at the rapid pace, seventy and older, I are guess. still the people who aren't the ones who are using his products. I guess I don't know, man. Joe Biden. That's all I have to say. Joe Biden. Oh, dude, that guy. What, what is what is happening? That guy has mush for brains. Like it's crazy. And he gets worse every time. Yeah, no, he's he's not going to make it to the uh, to the well, primaries. Yeah. Again, I, it, it makes you wonder. You're like, okay, there's no way this guy's going to make it. He's going to be probably taken out by coronavirus. And then they just have Hillary waiting in the wings. Like, we should get back now to. Now I'm hearing Michelle Obama. Like, no, no, the they talked about it. Fucked. Okay, yeah. Joe fair enough. Bert yeah, yeah, okay, totally fair enough. Sorry, sorry. Could answer the yeah, questions. not in this episode, but whatever, man. They all bleed into each other. I know. I'm just trying to keep us off this. Okay. Did did Burke do the worst job of um, recommending Tiger King to Joe? No, because Joe watched it. Yeah, I know, but because by the time Joe watched it, Burke and Tom had told him to watch it. But Burke did a terrible job. Like he couldn't have done a worse job of selling that movie to Joe. It's it has to sell itself at the end of the day. It's 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 you, an insane you, story. You gotta just look with conviction. You gotta see it. Yeah, yeah, and just say that. And if someone doesn't heed that, but it, it can't be sold. And Joe saw some of it, so he would dismiss it anyways. You know what though? Joe doesn't watch a lot of stuff. Like I'm always surprised when he's like, "Oh yeah, I never saw that," or "I never watched that." No, like, don't fuck like, with cats. It took everyone and their mother telling him to watch that for him to finally be like, it's only two episodes? All right. I can't believe I'm but bringing up the push. Yeah, he never watched the push. <clears throat> yeah, which is he insane. Had... I bet he still hasn't watched the push. I'm going to tell you, too. If you're a listener, go watch the push if you haven't. It should be on your Netflix. It's Darren. It it's Darren. Well, it depends what country you're in, right, Simon? Oh, yeah. Sorry. So I was just sorry, saying in yeah. Canada, it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. It's called Darren it Brown's. Is. It's called Darren Brown's The Push. Fuck. I might rewatch it tonight. It is the most. I, I I can't even describe it. Go watch it. And we did a, I believe, episode two or something. We did a an accompaniment to it where we re- review the whole thing, but it's fucked. Just, we were a little tired. That's how you got to describe it though, is just go watch it. That's it. There, there are no words. Eye contact. Just go watch it. Do it. Yeah. The push, the push, you will not believe how it ends. They also, I still don't. They also talked about, uh, do you guys remember you guys might be too young, but the movie singles. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I love that movie. Yeah. It was huge, man. For like, um, uh, it was one of the first movies that brought like all well in more modern times that brought all like the cool kids together, you know? Yeah. And it was the cool music. And I was young enough that that was sort of like, that's what my, that's what being grown up will be like. We're not doing the movie game for this, are we? (laughs) Yes. 
No. Yes. Why? Did there were a, so many good movies they talked about. So many week. good movies they talked and about. And he wants to do singles for the movie game. You guys aren't good enough, eh? No, we'll never. We won't. Dude. The numbers are too small yeah, for you guys. The, the, what year did it come out? Oh, yeah. I'll take a, I'll take what, a guess. See what he tried to do 1991. There? That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I, I, I don't think we should do anything. Well, I guess 91 is in there. I was going to say pre-90s. Well, no, no. I, I'm, I'm guessing. What was the year, Kamar? Bring it up now there. I'm going to say 93. Because in 91, Simon, in 91, everything would have looked still very 80s. You know what I mean? It always well, this takes. Was, this was right at the beginning, beginning, beginning of grunge. September 18th, 1992. Oh, right, right in the middle. Right in, right in between. But right that's, in between. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a dead target. You're going to probably fuck up some meat or something. That's yeah. that's amazing. Either way, I just don't think that's a good. Because, Kamar, like, look at now that you have it in front of you. What was the budget and the fucking gross? There's no way we would have gotten it ever. Can I can I take a guess? Uh, you know what? We're playing the game. No, we're not playing You've the game. You've come this no, far. We, we got to do it. We've come this far. No, no, no. Just tell us. We'll do a, we'll do a movie <laughs> we'll later. Do, I'm not doing we'll singles. Do this movie fucking sucks. Just spit it out. How much do you think it costs to make at the same time? Ready? One, How two, three. Cost? Two million. No, it cost uh, six and a half million to make, and it grossed uh, 56 million. No, it grossed 14 million. Wow, it's amazing. It cost 19 million to make, making cyber right, and it made 18.5 million. <laughs> wow. Oh, so I was I would have won that one then. Yeah. Okay, well there you go. Uh, it's a it's a good warm up for what we do. We're gonna do a real movie game, game yeah, though, yeah, yeah. we promise you. That was I just sorry, Kamar, not to cut your legs out, but singles, fuck out of here. Well, so it lost money. No, no, it made money. It made three million dollars. Anyways, wow. listen, how crazy is Tiger King? It's insane. If they it's made insane, it if they man. if they made it a movie and it said based on a true story, you you would brush it off. There's a turn though, um, where it goes, I, like I laugh at it, and it's just like this is so outrageous, this is so hilarious, and then it just changes and becomes dark, and it just it, it just exposed for how sad it is watching. Talk about a story though about a guy who, like, he doesn't have to bring all the fucking heat on himself with Carol Baskins, you know, or whatever her name is. Oh, that's it. It's Carol Baskin. But but uh, he just goes so over the top that it's like everything happens to him because I don't know, man. Well, it doesn't help. Like, doesn't help going on television and being like, if they come and try to take my tigers, it's gonna be another Waco up in this bitch. That dude, day, I broke a shit. Listen, I don't know how to say this in 2020. He is so gay. I, I think he could have been transgender, possibly. He's like America's anus. And just stuck it out. Like this guy. I'm not mad at Joe Exotic, though. Why be? Well, I mean, I have nothing to be mad at. I think it's all ridiculous. I do. I do not feel Jeff Lowe at all. Dude, just, the guy. Oh, Jeff Lowe's the worst. I think but he might dude, be the worst. I think he might be the worst. The other Tiger King. Yeah. The Bog- guy who has the harem of Bhagavad women, or whatever his name is. is. That dude's a piece the of fucking work. The whole thing should have been about him. Oh, I like, agree. They should do a whole he- documentary about that guy. Don't worry. There's a spinoff coming. He is walking yeah. the line, eh? On something there? Called the Tiger Emperor. No, come on. He's riding a unicycle down the line and his, <laughs> feet, his foot could touch either side <laughs> just, at any time. The whole thing on. could come crumbling Everything's down. Everything's on the up and yeah. up. 
No, uh, Kamar, who was the guy you were just talking about? Joe? No, what's his name? Uh, Joe Exotic? No, no the, the other, other guy, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Lowe. Je- that guy's a piece of shit. I think he's so. He's a fucking rat. I, like, he's, a, he's an actual rat. And he's just the type of guy that would drug women. Like, I, I couldn't believe he was still standing. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I found myself being able to feel for Joe Exotic. Can I just say, there's a shot in the in the documentary that I just had to sit there and go like, I don't understand what's happening. They interview that one guy in the bath. Yes. Well, that was crazy. I thought to myself like, so hold on. When you showed up at this guy's house, he said like, well, I was about to have a bath and you were just like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't, was he wearing shorts? Did he just get ass naked in front dude, of the- <laughs> Dude, they did all sorts of weird shit where, they would like pan onto the guy with the no legs, just of his leg of him putting on like his or lying in bed. It was fucking weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was again too, like the first episode when they show the chick with the nub, Mary, Mary just looks at me and goes, why is everyone missing parts? And I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, that girl didn't have a hand. And I was like, what do you, what? And then she comes back on. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't have a hand. And then I noticed, I'm like, and that guy doesn't have fucking legs. And Mary's like, hold on, what's going on here? And yeah, as it got on, like, I was like, hold on. She, the thing took her hand off and she came back. Joe Exotic, this is going to cripple me financially. Like, <laughs> oh, what, dude. What a piece of work. That was crazy. He he had he had drug issues and abuse. <laughs> oh. did, I ever, was misunderstood. did I ever tell you that my uncle owned a uh, mountain lion? No. Weird. Yeah. So they got a mountain lion as a cub. They live. Uh, they lived up in the Laurentians, okay. so in the country in Quebec. Is this the and, wealthy ones? Um, Who's no, 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 no. Okay. This totally different family. Yeah, and um, yeah, somebody had given him this cub, and it, they raised it until it got big, and then one day it picked up my cousin by like the scruff to move him because it was that was in its nature. And they were like, oh, we got to get rid of this thing. Yeah. And they gave it to their neighbors. And their neighbors built this giant cage in their backyard. Like it was like, um, fuck, it must have been like 20 by 20. And then huge, just this huge cage. And it just lived in there. And I remember when I was young, it all, I was like, what the fuck is that cage, you know? You it was already it? gone. Uh, no, no, the the mountain lion had already been uh, let go by that point or whatever. I let go. Um, Do they just feed it steaks? I, I don't, released or euthanized? I don't know what the fuck they did with it. Yes, allegedly, yeah. allegedly. Keeping those animals, like I just, it's it's insane to me. It's weird how it touches people, though. Like all those people were under the spell of the tiger. Like that's how they. Like the guy's taking fucking tigers up to hotel rooms, like little cubs, like it's so so fucking abusive weird. and dirty, and well, especially the 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 window he had to to do it. How like you only have eight months, and then they become like, oh, this thing could take a kid's face off, and then you it's the fuck. close up of the claws. Yeah. Oh my god! But if you worked at a zoo, Kamar, like you would get close to the animals you were working with, like, like uh, Buddy and the fucking walrus. You know what I mean? Like, you would start loving these creatures. Oh, no. I, I'm sure if I went to one of these places, I'd be working there and sucking Joe Exotic's dick. Like, I could fall under the spell of the tiger like anyone else. <laughs> can we, oh, wait, can we, can we really quickly, too, 
My favorite part of the movie is when Joe Exotic, when the when his second husband shows up, and Joe Exotic's like, he said he wasn't gay. So I asked him, I said, when you watch pornographic films, do you like seeing a guy with a little thing or the guy with the big thing? And he says, I like seeing the guy with the big thing, I guess. And I go, well, I guess you're not that straight, are you? I was like, what the fuck kind of weird gay logic is that? He Joe Exotic- That's like that. Like that joke, uh, if you have a lawn, you got a lawnmower, you must be gay. Joe Exotic is the first and only time in my life that I've seen a gay person hold true to the stereotype of like, they're going to turn your kids gay. You know what I mean? Like literally, you never, you never, you always hear that, that analogy and you're like, if that doesn't happen, get the fuck out of here. And then you hear Joe Exotic just like mind fuck this straight guy into sucking his dick and you're like... How'd that I happen? Said, I guess that's what it is, yeah. Very odd. Anyway, we should get back to uh, Big Boy. I can't wait until we review Grizzly Man. He's coming on? No, he wants us no. to watch Grizzly Man and do oh. a, like a, a review of it. Maybe we should do that for, for sure. For, for the YouTube or something. But, maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe we for sure should do that. I thought there was a nice moment where um, Bert paid homage for uh, Joe... He told the machine story on it. That was the first time I heard the, you know what I mean? Like r- reminiscing yeah, that was cool. in an honest way because of the uncertainty that we um, continue to get sidelined by or whatever. You, you know what I mean? But it was a really just like, cause I, I've been there since it started. Oh, I feel like it. And, and uh, everyone else who listens to the show and or doesn't listen to the show, I remember that time <laughs> when who was Burt Kreischer? Yeah. He's more of a travel channel guy. And it's... Felt like I've watched his whole art. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I was saying earlier is about him including his family is like you almost feel like you're quietly a part of I, the I do. Yeah. And that's why it works. And you now recognize too, because there's such a time when Bert was just like basic jokes and travel channel this, travel channel that. It's come out um everything else that was going on. Yeah. At that time that he's juggling and struggling and like stressed out about. And um, yeah. Kamar, I love that he was doing the live show and they're like, tell the machine story. And he's like, no, no, I can't. And the guy in the front row is like, we know it's not going to be funny. Just tell the fucking story, Bert. Like, because Joe told him to do it. Listen. And told it on the air. Like it's, yeah. it, how it out his touch and reach people. And I, 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 I obviously Joe's going to have his closest friends on. Right now, over any scientist talking about anything besides even this. Well, I think we're forgetting, too. Joe probably also wants to limit his exposure. So he's like, I can say with certainty that Joey Diaz has been home all week. I know Bert's, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, he also doesn't want some guy getting on a plane to come to his studio. Fuck that. Unfortunate, but true. Yeah, I think the next couple months of JREs are going to be either Skype interviews with with people or well you know what the big thing is right now is they need a test <laughs> what do you mean yes if, if there's a five minute way you could tell whether you have it or not on a constant basis dude they're someone, getting that in the uk apparently someone posted uh, a diagram of how deep the swab goes into your nose and i was like the only way i'm getting this test is if i'm like 95 percent sure i have this shit it is aggressive I saw them do it on TikTok. Somebody filmed the thing. It is ridiculous. Remember the STD test? 
I thought you stopped watching TikTok, Simon. No, he's had nothing to do this week. Tomorrow, I have nothing to do. Listen, Matt, they stick that thing in this girl's nose, and right when you think that they've stuck it in the whole way, they stick it like another three inches, and you're like, well, that just hit her brain. That's what I'm saying. I have no yeah. desire. None. You'd rather okay, have it, the not UK, know it than that? The UK test is a blood test. That's convenient. I like that. Like diabetes, so like just, maybe. You just prick your finger or something. Or that was the picture anyways. I don't know. Maybe they were just. <clears throat> um, Joe was talking about that uh, wild cat that he had. Yeah. Feral. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if it was feral or was it a, one of those serval cats? What was it? No, no, I think it was a feral cat, the one that he had to spend the weekend with. He just got yeah, a book yeah. and locked himself in the room with the thing. My sister-in-law got one of those serval cats. Yeah. You know, one of those exotic cats. Yeah. And it never um, acclimated to people. They had to give it away because... Because it's it a just, fucking cat. It's a killer. It would live in the house like a fucking... Um, like it was living in the woods and these people were its enemies, you know? <laughs> well, listen, my... Pray. When I went to... When I moved to New York, during that time, my parents got two cats. And I moved back from New York and I had to move back in with them. And... That what they would do is lock the cats in the basement at night because they would drive my stepdad nuts running around the house. So if they ran around the basement, that was fine. But the basement was like going to be my room when I came back. So I basically, they saw me as like a guy invading their space. Every night for the first two months, I'd come back home. They'd piss in my bed every night. It was insane. <laughs> Did they live long after that? The cats? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't stay there long. That was the crux of that. Oh, yeah. were you insinuating that he killed them, Kamar? <laughs> no, I'm just asking all the right questions. He is asking they all ju- the right questions. They just didn't like you. Hated me. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Cats are fucking dicks, though. Just period. Like, unless, they're fucks. Unless you have a good relationship with them and you feed them whenever they want you to, they'll be cool Yeah, with it's you. true. Some cats are okay, but the majority of cats are dicks. Yeah, cats can fuck right off. Like, the majority of dogs are cool. A small percentage are dicks, but it's the opposite with cats. Simon, what else you got for Bert there? Uh, I got a bunch of stuff. Um, well, let's get to it, because we're an hour in, and we... Uh... All right, man. All right. How about Joey Diaz, speaking of cats, had 11 fucking cats at one point living in a two-bedroom apartment. That is like a sitcom, if I've ever heard one. That is gross. The smell in there would be tremendous, as Joey would say. Joey smoking tons of weed, all the cats. Like, it must have been crazy. Well, and I can't imagine, given all the stories that he's told, that his apartment was, like, clean. I don't know. I think he might be a neat freak. All right, I you never know. he might be a neat freak. But, yeah. I just assume if you're banging out eight balls the way he was. or You would associate 11 cats with a single 35, 30, 45-year-old woman. Yeah, oh, for sure. Sort of thing. Yeah, not like a 30-year-old male Cuban comedian. Dog, I like cats. What the fuck? I think um, Joe was definitely like pushing Bert to stop drinking and stuff. Like get healthier. Oh, I think every time he's on there, it's a slow kind of... A passive intervention. Yeah, he's smart about it. He's not at the Shab level yet where he's going to like sit him down and... But as we find out the episodes 
uh, following, he just keeps going on about Bert. Like, yeah, Bert, he's he's drinking too much. Like, I think he complains about them all three of the next guests. But I mean, it's like Tom says, it's very, out of love. Out of love. It's like Tom says, it's very difficult when someone is has their shit together. You know what I mean? It's t- like, and it's kind of his thing, so it's real tough yeah. to. Like if you told me that I smoke too much weed, if you had an intervention for me, you know what I mean? I would tell you to go fuck yourself. Yes. Uh, that's good to know. No, but do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a functioning person. Sure, I, but I, I mean, I, I listen, Bert's a millionaire. Like he's making tons of cash off of this persona. And it, I don't know. And I think I think Joe would prefer Bert to smoke a lot of weed than drink. I think there's that as well. Yeah, for sure. Joe says that all the time. That weed, he he says it all the time. Weed has you can smoke weed forever and not really have any side effects. I mean, look at Willie Nelson. Well, even it has side effects. Well, he's dying right now, Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst example. Okay, well, he's dying right now of what? Weed? Yeah, lung cancer or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. But how old is he? <laughs> 78 like 80 well you know what yeah he made it to 80 smoking tons of fucking weed good for him I'm, not, I'm just saying you made it seem like willie nelson is fucking <laughs> as healthy as joe yeah. living out in captain there. universe joe's 50 you never know joe could die of lung cancer at 70 i'm just saying that i, I agree with you he's made it a long time fine look at you keith richards fucking assholes there you go that's Keith a, Richards, uh, fine. But he's an alien. He's now. an alien, yeah. Like so. a legitimate alien. Yes, we I'm know aware. that they don't age. Um, so I don't know if I've ever told this story before, and if I do, I apologize. But my cousin was dating a he well, he's actually married to a black lady now. But when he first started dating her, he had her over to dinner, and as they were leaving, uh my aunt said watch out for the black ice <coughs> and like to her son to be careful when you're driving home. And the girl literally thought that she said, watch out for the black guys. And when they got back in the car, there was like a huge ordeal. Cause she thought the mom was right. Ra- my aunt was racist, which she is coincidentally. Did- no. And Joe did that exact same thing happened on this episode with Bert. When? I don't remember that. Joe was talking about black ice, and Bert thought he said black guys. Oh, yeah, but Bert's a racist, so. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, Okay, just moving on here. Um, You know what? What, Simon? What? Nothing. I just, they they end up um, talking about... uh, COVID a lot. But the one thing that I did take from it that I think is a great idea, and we should all really think about this when there's a break in all of this, is let's all move up to the country. A whole fucking whack load of us will make like a commune. We'll buy a place in the city that we all split on. So it's like a crash pad for when people want to come in and out. And fucking Bob's your uncle, man. We'll get this uh, grow-up co-op going. It'll be fucking awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, the turd and scrub, the grow-up co-op. Did those did those make the post show? I didn't listen. Yeah, that's why the post show was amazing. Did you edit them out? Massive... No, no, because remember we had the, the false start last week, Kamar? No, the, it, it the was, card in, was, it was in the post show. It was in the post show. Okay. And also the Massachusetts. 
Yeah, yeah, I knew that made it in because someone fucking commented on it. So it was all, it was, it was great. Anyways, think about it, man. All right, I'll, listen, I'm down to get a spot think in the country for sure. We just need this fucking podcast to pop off. How about this? This is interesting. If this thing really does continue like this for six months, a year, you'd have to assume that all that ad money is going to dry up, right? Or a lot of it. I think it's got to come back, though. No, people are going to start advertising heavy on podcasts and shit because they're going to realize that that's what everybody's doing. Not the companies that are making money. You can't advertise if you're not, if you're in the red, right? Or most no, likely. but the, you might see a shift of like the guys we never thought would come over. Maybe, because yeah. Because they couldn't. Now it won't matter because you just got to get to the people, you know? Yeah, I'm just thinking about like Joe. I mean, I guess, again, Joe's sponsored by Onnit, which is his company. And the, and the cash app like, has fucking money for days. Joe I doesn't assume. have a problem. And trust me, if everything goes sour, the fucking uh, dick thing is just waiting in the wings to come back <laughs> the to Joe. Dick thing. Yeah, the good point, Simon. Great point. What that, is that thing? That called? was funny. Fleshlight. Fleshlight. Yeah. Fleshlight. Thank you. Did you see that Pornhub changed their name to Stay at Home Hub, and everyone can get Pornhub Premium for free right now? There's a free plug. Free advertising for them. Do you know they're from Montreal? Why, why are you giving them a free advertising plug? No, it's for people at home. If you didn't know and you like masturbating know, during just, these times. Just... Yeah, they're from Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> we should get them to advertise on us. Well, we should get them to. They don't need advertising. I know, but whatever. We can think about think about guys who are stuck in their houses alone during this quarantine. Like they must be going out of their minds. Yeah, I mean, at least you have three roommates wanting, to jerk you off. Wanting to fuck so bad, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, so it's just another Tuesday. I couldn't imagine being in my 20s single right now. Imagine, like, imagine my apartment with Big Dumb Greg. Oh, it would be insane. Well, Matt, I was even thinking, like, imagine being a kid right now, like my son, who I guess good for him. He doesn't need, like, weed or anything because he hasn't gone anywhere, but. What if it was me back then and I did need these things and like you're trying to convince your parents to let you leave to go and fucking score, you know what I mean? Like That's a great point, dude. The, you're 18, you, you're 18, fucked. you smoke cigarettes and pot and you're out of both. You're just so agitated towards both. What's wrong with Matt? I don't know. He's really on edge. Matt, during this time there are going to be fucking kids who murder their parents. There are going to be tons of divorces because Tons of couples or like people who aren't even married, but who were operating on operate or uh, opposite schedules. So they maybe only saw each other a couple of hours a day or now see each other all day long. Like, dude, shit's going to get fucking wonky. Total side note. Speaking of killing your parents. Um, remember the Menendez brothers? Yeah, I know. them. You remember them, Kamar? They killed their they parents. They killed their parents. They were twins. I do. Lyle and uh, what the fuck was the other one's name? Anyway. Nice boys. So the story was they killed their parents, collected on the insurance money, and then they went on a crazy spending spree for a few months until they got caught, and then they went to jail. So someone recently found out, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I recently saw the article again. Someone recently found an old, like, 1991... Uh, basketball card where it's like a New York Knicks player and like it's one of those you know basketball cards where he's like about to pass sitting 
front row right behind him are the Menendez brothers. And now this basketball card of like this nobody player has shot up huge in value because because of these murderers in the background. Isn't that fucking crazy? The world's a wild that place. Is, that is crazy. Safe investment. All right. Are we done with big boy? Um, I feel like we didn't give him his dues, but they really just they hit COVID so hard in this episode. Yeah, I think we're done. All right, Simon, we'll start with you. Please rate it on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. I give this one a three. Three Jamie Vernons from Simon. And Simon also, for the record, said that he enjoyed Hey Big Boy better than Ball Hog. Uh, I'd actually go as far as to say Bert has become one of my favorite comedians. Wow. That's taking like six, uh, six weeks. No, maybe two months. From a from a like what he has to offer, I still sometimes he annoys me to no end. Can I ask you a question, Simon? Yes. Is Dave Chappelle one of your favorite comedians? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Just curious. That's all. Yeah. Kamar, what do you yeah. rate this episode? Uh, I give it a three. Uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, we got an agreement. 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 I also give it a three. Uh, let's but move on. S- sorry, Matt. I was just going to say, I think my list of my favorite comedians would probably surprise you. You know what I mean? Like Gary Goldman. I know Gary. Go- yeah, yeah, I know. List. The only reason I asked. Again, don't love him as the guy, but love his work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I asked about Chappelle is I feel like he's a sleeper on your list. Like you never really mention him. If he comes up, you give him his dap for sure. You, I know that you realize like how. And he's one of those people where, like, when he comes on, you laugh some of the hardest I've seen you laugh. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You've seen me laugh at Chappelle. Like, that's there's nothing but honesty when I watch. So Hold on. Just to go back. I think it was in this episode. They It was him and Bert were going back and forth about the best opening joke ever. Was that in this episode? And I do think Chappelle's Bourdain opener. No, that was in Ball Hog. So we'll move on. Perfect. Get on to Tom Tom Segura. Say the number so I'd I can like talk to know about what this. Chappelle thinks right now. I would too. Fourteen forty nine. Is that right? That's a guess. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna get there. My bad. Fourteen forty seven. Tom Segura. Of course, I was never gonna be right. So anyway, they spoke about what they thought was the best opening joke ever, and then Tom was like, "I think Chappelle's bit about Bourdain," and I. I thought about it after. It it really is. That is one of the best opening jokes ever. Because just like what they say, it's he takes you on this like you you always forget where Chappelle was going, and it's so seamless. Because he starts with Bourdain killing himself, and then he gets into this diatribe about this guy who was going to be a lawyer and was at law school, and then his girl leaves him, and it all goes to shit for the guy. And Dave sees him ten years later, and they're having a beer. And he, <laughs> And it never once occurred to this motherfucker to kill himself. Like, it's just the the one of the best jokes. At, like, just fucking incredible delivery. So good. His punch him in the pussy one, too. Like, you totally what forget. What did Joe say? Sorry, Matt. No, no. I think Joe agreed. Joe was like, yeah, that Bourdain was one of the best. But then Joe immediately went down a Bourdain path and forgot about what they were talking about, I think. Gotcha. Because he was uh, heavily invested in that Anthony Bourdain gentleman. This episode started off with grossness. I think they were talking about the uh, bear that ate the guy's face. Yeah. And it ended with grossness. 
What was the ending? I don't remember. I can't remember. Okay. But, but, it, but by the time we talk to you, I bet, I'll bet Simon will have it down. Fair enough. Can I just say something before we go on? Um, Tom is... Tom's best special may be better than Bert's best special. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not taking anything away from Tom. I just of all his uh, his uh, specials, it wasn't my favorite. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Yeah. I thought it was um, annoying. You thought what was annoying, Bert's? No, Tom's. You thought Tom's was annoying. Wow, so you didn't even like it? I, 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 I still see why it's funny and know why it's funny, but it's just how it's that. Um, I prefer Bert being happy and dumb walking through the world than the world just sort of annoying Tom. Gotcha. Do you think maybe that's just because of where you're at right now? No. No, okay. I I still laugh at it. Like it's still it's still funny. It's just maybe his uh, persona. You know, like I don't like Chris D'Elia that much either, but he's hilarious. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Maddie, where did Joe say he thought the fight was going to be? Uh, he said like eight different things, didn't he? He on said the boat. Ship. He said on the boat. On a battleship. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. That's but not you happening. said that. No, I no, said Simon that. said that. No, was it you, Simon? Simon said on a cruise ship or something. This whole week, I've been thinking Matt was a prophet. Maritime law, baby. Yeah. No, what I said <laughs> was they're talking about doing it in like Morocco or Abu Dhabi or uh, Qatar or somewhere like that. What I said they should do, he somewhat said. He said they should just do the one fight, just have the one fight card. With ten yeah, people did, there, he did. He broached that. Yeah. Let's not get stuck on that. No. Oh, sorry. I did want to say uh, last week, I was not insinuating that Chinese people are to blame for the virus. No, that's what you said. Your exact quote was the Chinese was people, the people the of China, are to blame. Government is a thousand and one percent. One thousand and one percent for the virus. Yeah. yeah. Just want to throw that in there. Um. It's thrown. Yeah. Did you guys hear about uh, Mark Cuban and the Bruins whole thing there? Well, that goes I, that I goes back to your th- that goes back to your thing, Simon. About uh, remember, remember, remember who's yeah. doing this. And Don't forget. I think it's exactly. the responsibility of the media to um, highlight who is doing That's this. That's right. Uh, as their news and coverage. Remember, remember what companies are um freely deciding to make masks or ventilators and which ones uh gm are being forced into it by the president you know it's unbelievable i wish i could make ventilators I'm not, that's the racket to be in right now i just figured out if you can whip out ventilators well i saw <clears throat> excuse me i saw a guy on reddit that apparently had like he had 3D printed some add-on that you could add to like a basic scuba mask to something, make it a ventilator. Something like that. That's what I'm thinking about. Maybe people are on these things for days. You know what I'm really happy about though is you're seeing more positive stories than negative. As in, there's a lot more people actively trying to help out than trying to gouge or trying to be a fucking dick. We or, hope. I'm just saying, in this news cycle, from what I've been reading and seeing, there seems to be more positive being put out there yeah. than negative. At least that's my I, I opinion. Also, I think so too, Matt. And I also think it's important to remember that like 
you know, there are a lot of companies out there who absolutely are able to take care of their people. And there are some where the practicalities of the situation are just that you have to let people just take the money from the government so that everyone is taken care of, you know? Listen, I understand if you're a small business, there's no, it's not feasible for you to just keep paying your employees for an undisclosed amount of time. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make it as you wait for the government to hopefully get to you as a priority, you know, you got to just, but places like Amazon should be fucking ashamed of themselves. This is twice now that they've asked their own people to take care of their own people. Go fuck yourself, man. There, there must be a thing, though, for them to just have a shocking system that stops everything. Everyone loses all their money. Every single person is worth nothing all of a sudden and is redistributed. I'm sure we'd all be rich, every person on the planet. Like an EM, uh, what are those bombs called, Matt? EMP, electromagnetic EM, pulse. A financial EMP. Makes everyone... It just wipes it, out wealth. It wipes out wealth, but the wealth all goes back to where it doesn't come from because it doesn't even exist, and then it's just redistributed. That's what AI is going to come along and do. So anyway, sorry, just back to um, what I was saying about, uh, just for the listeners... Mark Cuban has continued to pay his staff all the people he could, you know, in the company, in the, uh, that's for the Mavericks, whatever the Mavericks and the Bruins let everybody go. So just to give you an idea of, and how many teams are there, there's all different situations. Of course, but you would imagine. Listen, the guy who owns the Bruins is, is a billionaire. Like, he has. To. Yeah, they're all billionaires. So That's what I'm saying. You don't own so a team rich, unless you're a billionaire. Matt. Yeah, I get so it. Rich. So rich. No, yeah. of course. Sorry. Listen, I'm with you. There's no, there is no team owner on the face of the earth. No one that owns a major sports franchise that is not a billionaire, as far as I know. Maybe well, Melnick. What about? I was going to say Melnick. Might, might he, be the only fucking one on the face of the earth yeah. is our owner. Yeah. That piece of shit. You can't be a millionaire and own a team. I think Melnick is a millionaire. I don't think he's a billionaire. Legitimately. Anyway. So, so that big dick black man is dead. Yeah, Wood. That was amazing that Tom is that guy. And that's the sort of stuff that whatever he does, whatever I feel, like he's so really committed and goes in deep. Yeah. Can I just ask a question here, just playing Diablo Avocado for a second? Of course. Is it possible that Tom had done so much making fun of that dude that he then felt a little compelled to have to, you know what I'm saying? It would be like if that dude died who, you know, the come inside me guy there, or give me a try, of course. whatever the fuck it's Try called. it out. Like he's Robert like Paul Champagne, dude, you know? But yes, I'm exactly. Sh- Simon, I'm sure he was looking for him to reward him for the exploitation. Like, like he wanted to find out who this guy was and then found out who he was and then started making t-shirts and is now giving it to his family. Like, he, I don't know, Simon. I don't trying to do the right thing in this day and age. If you put out a video of you being like, Hey, come over, fuck me, spit on me, beat me, try it out. I, I think it's past the point of like, Oh, he's exploiting this guy. Like you, you kind of put yourself out there. I get it with the big black guy is sitting on the edge of the bed. Like that's a different one, but that's different. But oh, yeah, if you put yourself on the internet, like as a TikTok or an Instagram or whatever, you're allowing yourself out to the universe as far as I'm concerned. Keep in mind that black gentleman also posed for that photo. 
on the edge of that bed. Doing porn, not uh, for it to become a fucking meme. I like how in your world, porn is acceptable, but being a meme is absolutely unacceptable. It's a job. It's a job, man. <laughs> like, Listen, there's meme lords out there that would tell you that's a fucking job. Good old gay porn. Um, I thought the best part was Jamie giggling when he got it deep because then they want they were debating whether the dick was real was, size or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And then I look it up. Jamie's <laughs> like, I think it's Photoshop. And then Joe's like, Show is going on. I was like, There's a lot going down here. <laughs> but I love how Joe was like, Jamie, just put in, is big black dick real? <laughs> He goes, like he was kind of getting angry that Jamie wasn't getting the info fast enough. The best, though, is Jamie's response because Jamie responded to Joe the way Joe would respond to some rube asking him an MMA question. <laughs> Jamie just Jamie just looks at him and goes, yeah, that's not how you Google that. <laughs> that's not how we find that, Joe. This is my domain. Yeah, you're in my house now. Chico, come here. Kay. Come on. Listen, guys, they spoke about this in the episode. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to talk about it because I think it's interesting, okay? Okay. Tom Tom Hanks. Illuminati. uh, Well, just listen, all right? Tom (laughs) Hanks has started signing his name Hanks with an X, which is fucking weird, okay? Then I don't care about all the rest of it, the shit he did, but he released one thing where he said... I'm I'm doing okay. I'm still in Australia. Me and Rita are playing like cribbage every day. She's beating me really bad. She's ahead by 201 points. 201 points. And then he says, um, thanks everybody. Hanks with an X. Like that is fucking, look at me, Matt. Fucking weird. Weird, man. Like, what is going on? 201. It's event 201. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would he just put in some random fucking number? Really? This guy is fucking Illuminati. Just like in that movie. I just watched it. It was um, that, that book by, uh, what's his fuck there? Angels and Demons. And then his kid gets on. Matt, are you still looking at me close here? That kid, his kid gets on the fucking internet and does a whole thing. Oh, yeah, we're Illuminati. Don't worry about us. Like, it, it's again, like Elon and the alien. This thing couldn't be more fucking clear. Go, go ahead. <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack there. But well, unpack it. I'll let you guys take over because I'm I'm outraged by well, this. You you brought this to us. I I don't know what to think about it. Has he done anything wrong? Is it because he got the virus and he's okay? Can I really quickly for the listeners too? Simon has he spent, probably doesn't even have the virus. He never Sorry, had, go ahead. Okay. Simon has spent an hour and twenty minutes calmly seated. At one point, he put his legs up and his feet are in front of the camera a little bit, but he just for that little. For that little rant, it was like one eye was all I could see in the camera. Like, are you listening to me? And then sat back down when he was done. So I don't know, Simon. I don't know why you think that. What did the 201 points in cribbage have to do with him being Illuminati? I don't understand. Event, event 201. It's the Bill Gates thing that we just talked about last week where they predicted the coronavirus and everything that was going to happen. This whole subsequent 65 million people dying. You literally happens. You literally use 
201 as the fucking number? Like, come on. You just watched Tinfoil Hat, didn't you? Before getting on here with Eddie? No, no, I didn't. I haven't heard that one yet. Why yeah. do they talk about that? I they, must. they must. Yeah, they must. <laughs> 201 but is not I, a familiar thing to me, so it didn't set me off. But if you say so, I mean, is it just all those people are wrong? Because we're talking about Tom was saying he looked at his comments. Why would he bring it up even? But how many people are saying mean things towards Tom Hanks? Yeah, the amount of people that are calling him rapist. Well, because, dude, I'm listen, you asked why, why, like, he's in Australia. He doesn't even have coronavirus. Wait, you know what just dawned on me? Hold on. This is actually hilarious. It's weird to me that Tom is sitting there being like, I can't believe all these people are commenting this on Tom Hanks' page. He has an entire base of listeners that are currently harassing the shit out of Garth Brooks. It's disconnected, isn't it? What? Whoa, whoa. What's that, Matt? So, a couple months ago, he started following Garth Brooks on Instagram, and for some reason, he just... Tom thought it was hilarious. And then Tom started saying, like, this guy's a murderer, for sure. Look at the smile. And he'd, like, slow down his Instagram videos, and he'd be like, this guy's a murderer. He's definitely hidden the bodies. If you go to Garth Brooks's Instagram right now, Simon... All the comments are your mom's house listeners. Oh, you're talking about Tom Segura. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Tom Hanks. No, what I'm saying, though, what I'm saying is Tom Segura was sitting on this podcast saying, I can't believe all these comments. Have you seen the comments on Tom Hanks' page? Oh, yeah. They're all about how he's a, a, like, rapes babies and how he's a pedophile. And then I'm sitting there. I just dawned on me. I'm like, yeah, but you... You have almost a million people going to Garth Brooks's page every day, asking him where the bodies are and telling him that there's families that need closure. Listen, I find both Tom and Brian Callen very disconnected to, um, like, they just dismiss any conspiracy right away. You, you know what I'm saying? Why have you become an anti-vaxer all of a sudden? No, oh. I, I think I think I, why who. No, because Tom well, in this every- episode, in this episode, they were talking about anti-vaxxers, and Tom was like, "Yeah, those people are fucking Anti-va- stupid." Anti-vaxxer is a thing that will not exist anymore. Well, when the it, government a, when the government mandates vaccines, it's going to be tough yeah. to. How ostracized will you be if you don't? It won't be ostracized. You will go to jail. You, won't, yeah. you will go to jail, and you will definitely not be able to travel throughout borders. Even open border, like I'm telling you, man, the tattoo is going to make it so you can't go anywhere. Or a device. Oh, yeah, sorry. They're going to be tattooing something onto your skin that allows you to travel, that tells you all your medical history and what your vaccinations are, and it'll ring when you go over certain borders and blah, blah, blah. It's the only practical way, right? You got to admit, if you were heavily invested in automation, this has got to be a great time for you right now. Matt, a lot of people are making money right now. No, what I'm just saying, if you were one of those companies where you had, like, I, I remember the story about the burger place in Japan where they got a robot to make the burgers and they had to fire it after two months because it was just out. too productive. That was it. Too productive. But now I think back, now I'm thinking, I'm like, personally, I would rather a robot making my burger right now. Matt, are you looking at me really close? I'm looking at you closely, Simon, yes. You know who fucking is the one who has the most automation that's just waiting to roll out? 
He looks like a homeless person. He looks Amazon, he looks- <laughs> motherfucker. Amazon. All those warehouses are just waiting. They can't do it now because he doesn't want to look bad. He'll lose too much money in the public realm if he switches to robots right away. Dude, this whole thing is fucked. It's fucking rigged beyond belief. Tom Hanks and Jeff Bezos are fucking running this place ragged. But the people doing all this want us to be happy and satiated, right? I don't know. I don't want to get into the conspiracy talk because I just have no idea. Yeah, where, yeah, I have yeah, no idea whatever. where all this is going. And in we a can year... move. We can move off Tom Hanks if you want with an X. <laughs> yeah. What um, else how about there? something a little more fun? Have you guys ever seen uh, Barfly? Yes. Uh, no. Sorry. Am I yelling? Well, I mean, in general, you've been a little more worked up the last yeah, ten minutes, sorry, but that's fine. Sorry, sorry. I feel like I'm too loud. Uh, Barfly with Mickey Rourke. Yes, I've seen it. Have another drink. Tell my friends. It's a great movie. Who, who who's uh, the author? It's supposed to be Bukowski. Yeah, that's it's, it. a, it's it's about Bukowski. Bukowski is amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever read any of his work, but uh, you would both love it. Mm-hmm. Like love it. Yeah, his poems are really fucking witty and funny, and his uh, short all his stuff is like short novels. Well, I want to read the book about the post office. Yeah, just, which one is that? It's the book he because he worked at the post office and he wrote yeah, a book yeah, about I know. it. I forget the name. I was of just it. thinking of the name. Yeah, uh, another great movie to watch that doesn't get any play about Hunter S. Thompson is Where the Buffalo Roams, and it's Bill Murray. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it's tremendous, man. Tremendous. Like it's totally, it's totally different than Fear and Loathing, obviously, but uh, it's really good. They talked about their shit a lot as well, as usual. Well, because they both did the carnivore diet. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous diet. But I like tremendous how... Di- that's what made me think about it was when Simon said tremendous. I was like, what a great way to describe diarrhea. I like how Joe uh, at least is like, fuck, you know, I'm just, I'm eating everything, you know? I'm not being a weird carnivore guy through uh, an apocalypse. Joe's real concern throughout these all four episodes is that the grid goes down. Dude, how many times did he talk about that? Yeah, he was being real gloom and doomy there. That's everyone's concern. Hold on, though. I don't like. I understand the internet, but what other like? How is the power grid at such a distance? Well, it's the it's the same idea, Matt. It's the exact same idea. Is that they don't count on everybody using it at once? No, but that's wrong, Simon. If you're not at home, you're at work the same amount of power is being used regardless, correct? No, when you no, leave your house, true. the heat stays on. You, you might yeah, drop no. it a degree or two. Okay, okay. How about this, Matt? At some point, there could be a malfunction that needs to be fixed by somebody that who is That I'm with. Yes, that I'm with. You could also argue so, maybe like TVs. No, because computers are running at offices all day, and those are a huge drain of power. So And, and Matt, you know as well as I do that like like – you know when you're in uh, a hotel in New York City and it's four in the morning and you look out downtown and there are all these offices with their lights on? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? I can see there is nobody in there. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So is I, They're wasting shit all the time. It's tough for me to believe that we're putting some weird extra, but you never know. There's. A, but remember the rolling blackouts, Matt, that happened not very long ago? It was only a couple of years. We had those massive blackouts and all through uh, eastern... Yeah, but that's because a power station went down. 
Oh, was it? Well, yeah. the same thing could happen. I mean, that's. Uh, but I mean, absolutely. we. But, but hold an on. Earthquake in Montreal. Last what night. I'm saying is, we always live with that. That's nothing new. Like a power station could always go down. Don't forget, we lived through a blackout, like a three day blackout in 2000. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole eastern seaboard was without power for two days. You know. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The yeah. rolling blackouts. Wasn't that that? No, no, that was in 2000. Do you remember when it? No, I'm talking about when all the power went out. But, Do you remember that? Th- that wouldn't really. Uh, that'd be good. Like in the world? No, on the eastern seaboard: New York, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. Yeah, that's what I. Sorry, that's what I'm talking about, Matt. Maybe that wasn't the rolling blackouts. No, that wasn't I'm talking rolling. About when, just recently, that was like the last couple of years. That was all right though for a pandemic. He's more reason not to go anywhere. There's nothing to go. No, but anywhere. it's it's what happens if you add something on to the pandemic. You know. Well, for three days is fine. It'd be any more. That would be the end of the world. I'm not gonna lie. After three days with three days here with no power. I'm going fucking bananas, dude. And you're going one outside. Day, one day with no power. I'm like this fucking sucks. We're all think about it like to this. Power. Well, your phone dies after a day and a half. So there goes. There goes podcasts, there goes music, there goes uh, everything. We're all addicted to power. Yeah. Well, it's not addicted. I'll, be, it's that I'll be right back. Addicted is the wrong word. What is it? It's um, dependent. That's it, dependent. Thank you, Kamar. That was the word, yes. But if I was dependent on cocaine, I'd be addicted to cocaine. No, there's a difference between a dependency and an addiction. There is, but they're one and the same as well. No, that's why they're... <laughs> Fine. I'll Whatever. I'll meet you halfway. Thank you. You're welcome. Again, they had another long conversation in this about uh, doing comedy or not doing comedy. Just the reps. Like, uh, that's the biggest thing I've seen comedians online. I really start like comedians who had something going. For me, it's not that bad because I'm doing a show once a month, twice a month. You know what I mean? I've even noticed yet. But for people who are doing it every night, three shows a night, like, getting the best at the craft, whatever. They all have to do it. It's like uh, a really great un- unknown. And I, I heard candid concern. Yeah. And where are you are on the scale, Tom and Joe, whatever. If you could never do stand-up again, they're going to do something. But there's lots of guys and girls who are right in the middle that just the whole bottom is falling away because, you know, I just did comedy. A buddy of mine is talking about how um, doing comedy has ruined his. He's realized it's ruined his life. Really? And I, I sort of feel the same way. Like over the last ten years, you know what I mean. You feel like comedy has ruined your life. Well, if it never comes back, like yeah, it will come back. Will it? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But even then, like it, you act as though stand up is the only avenue you have for comedy. Like you couldn't f- figure out another avenue. <laughs> No, but I've spent um, 10 years on comedy. I know. It's like, had I spent 10 years on doing anything else, it'd be a more useful skill or something tangible in my life right now. Why? But again, like I'm saying, is you could take that 10 years of comedy writing and stand-up and apply it to something else. Start writing, like Simon said, start writing some sort of funny screenplay. It might suck at first, but then you you hand it around, some people edit it. You know, like, I don't know. It's That's how it works, but it just feels like the last 10 years of my life have been wasted. I, I, I like... Okay. When stand-up comes back and all of a sudden there's there's work or people who could do it fall out, got another job as an account, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm not looking that far ahead. 
and something like this situation going on, what is important? And so me working at stand-up is not the most important thing right now. Yeah, yeah but I think that's a... I, see, this is where I think maybe you and I disagree. Like, So what is important if stand-up... If, if the thing that was important to you for the last 10 years, what just all of a sudden made it not important? Uh, this pandemic. But how so? What? Uh, Simon, stop fiddling around there. I obviously can live without comedy because it's just been, it's disappeared. You know what I mean? Okay. I can't even go to a comedy show. To, sure. Nothing happening. It, it's just stopped. For all intents and purposes, it doesn't exist. What am I left with? Do I just wait for it to come back? Like in the rains, if it could be eight months? No. Like that's it, just not. Um, but why eight months? Come on. That's, a, that's the weirdest thing ever. Eight months is a flash in the pan. I'd be better off to try to do something else. And when it comes back, decide if I want to pick up where i left off i totally disagree Absolutely. i get that Dude, I, I get that you're down in the dumps right now no, but i think that's a i think that's a really shitty outlook on this whole thing I, I maybe simon disagrees with me I, i'm sorry i walked but... away for two seconds and came back to this we were having like a fun conversation i don't know what i did i'm sorry i have this effect jesus, on people jesus christ well do you agree with me or do you disagree i totally agree with you that's crazy kamar that, that doesn't make any sense yeah I, I don't think like you, you hear well, in you their voices what they're saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think people who are, th- I, I agree with you, Matt, that you should be doing other stuff. Maybe that so you can relate, me. but don't give up on what you do because that's insane. That, that's you the don't thing about stand up comedy. You can't give up on it. You know what I mean? No, you can no, always just go back what? the next day and do it. Okay, but Kamar, let's say you were you in a, could stop for two months. Let me ask you: If you were in a car accident, let's say there was no pandemic, and you were in a car accident tomorrow yeah. that put you in a bed for six months, would you then be like, "I'm done with comedy. I have to give it up because I can't do it for six months. No. Like I have to concentrate on other things." No. Well, then, so is it just the uncertainty of how long you won't you're, be able to go to a comedy in, club you, for? Listen. Sorry, go ahead. I don't think there's going to be comedy clubs for a long time. As we said before, it'll be those 50-seat rooms. Like, it, it needs to be full to be successful Like, and, and support comics and have comics have places to go. And it has to be, like, there's numbers. I said, I hope you're, what you say is right. And in six months from now, there's full shows of 25 people doing stand-up and maybe maybe that makes it so that there's 25 clubs have to open up maybe it could work that way but just right now i don't see what anything in comedy going well i said to you kamar just last week or whatever it was you were stressed out about money you said i don't know where anything's going to come from i don't know how i'm going to pay anything and i said just wait Wait and wait and see what happens because nobody knows. And then what happens? They announce that they're going to give everybody money. So you just got to wait and you just got to see because nobody knows. But when comedy goes away, it all goes away. Like I know guys who've been doing comedy um, ten years longer than me and have had way more successful things, and they have nothing. They're okay, not happy. On. Okay, but hold on. But so then they have nothing. Know. You don't know. You no. just don't know. None of us know. Everything is uncertain. And to make decisions like that now is just, it's silly. It's not a decision like I cut off my balls. I can change my mind at any time. But I just don't think focusing like comedy, what am I going to do when comedy comes back? Is It's it's a waste of energy and I, I thinking. 
Oh, just just for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think comedy is going to go away, but who knows when it's going to come back? Okay. Anyways. I mean, and, and we both agree I'm not funny enough that it's just a matter of time for I become a millionaire because of my jokes. I I wouldn't agree with that. You got listen. No, I, I Kamar, I also come thought, on, boys. Kamar, we also sat down a year and a half ago, and I was like, I'd be amazed if we ever got like a hundred listeners for this an is episode. Amazing. So at this point, I you know I don't know what the fuck is possible. And what isn't. I posted my YouTube clip on YouTube, promoted it on this podcast. Yeah, people went and listened or watched it. Yeah, and it got like 128 views and four comments. You you, you know what I mean? And listen, it's tough out there. I'm it's, not that okay. much funnier than that clip. This uh, listen, um, he he. You wanted to not talk about COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to some other. Fair enough. Uh, what else you got for Tom stuff. there? What else you got for? Okay, I got three. Uh, movies they talked about that uh, I think deserve a little play. The first was one that I know we've all watched, which is The Jinx. And just, I really want you to think about how fucking creepy that last scene is. It's one of the creepiest things on film ever. Dude, w- thank you, Matt. One of the creepiest things on film, like the one of the creepiest unscripted movie things ever you know but typical behavior for that type of guy but it also leaves you wondering how did this guy get away with murder if he's this fucking stupid that's what i was left with he's so rich so that got him far enough but yeah but i'm like this guy's so this guy is dumb enough to say i did it on a hot mic in a bat you know what i mean like i don't know what's it called influenza we we both watched it matt what do you think if you had to put all your money on something, do you think that he was actually admitting to it on camera to himself? Or was he kind of like admitting to himself that they thought that he did it? You know what I mean? No, it was him being like split personality. I don't know. I, I Who cares at this point? He got away with it, right? He didn't end up going to jail. Uh, I don't know, man. To me, that is just one of the best pieces of fucking uh, film ever. Yeah, the jinx is fucked. If you haven't watched that, go watch that as well. Oh, yeah. Go watch that movie. But that that end is just like... It wasn't a movie. It was a series, fuck. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was a... Was it? Yeah, it was no, an no, HBO wait. series. Yeah, yeah. It was like a four, four or five part series. Yeah, yeah for four sure. Part. Four or five parts. What yeah, were the other two correct. you wanted to you mention, Simon? Um, have you ever watched The Staircase, Matt? I couldn't. It was so long. I watched the first because couple of episodes. It is worth it just for what they talked about, which is the, the owl. owl defense. Yeah, I didn't. Because when you look at the crime scene and you see this um, woman and she has fucking she's fucked, you know, cuts everywhere. Like there's no way because the other thing was a branch or something, which is insane, too. But this owl, it, first of all, it would have had to be like a pack of owls. <laughs> Not just one owl. Yeah, a fucking, like, seriously. I, I think it's actually a parliament of owls. Oh, Simon. Very, yeah. very Jeopardy of you. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is one that I haven't seen that I very much want to, but I can't because of my whole uh, HBO deficiency is the McMillions. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I've been watching it. I think I have two episodes left. Have you seen that, Kamar? 
I haven't, but I have some time to watch it. Yeah. McMillions is definitely worth the watch. Um, it's so weird, though, McMillions. Um, we'll talk about it when you both watched it. What else you got for Tom there, Simon? Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah, no, we won't talk about that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for Tom, I think. They talked about um, shoveling snow for a while, and that's about it. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about shoveling snow. That's for goddamn some no. sort of gory thing at the oh. end. Oh, they talked about the uh, Padwin. Oh, I know what they were talking about. <laughs> they talked about the vicious um, tree pruning accident. Yes, yes. The the, the, the guy's uh, face split oh, his head just open. Terrible. I mean, that's what Tom does all day, every day, right? Is just looks at weird shit on the internet. Crazy raw shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tom. Uh, is, the, you know, it had a good dose of that stuff. Yeah. The only other thing I was going to mention is that uh, Joey totally wraps out and Tom brings it up, which is why I'm saying it in this one. It's that because uh, Bird is always like, I take care of my kids. I take them to school every day. He goes back to bed, that cocksucker. He goes back to bed, Joe Rogan. Who 11 cares? o'clock, he's passed out. I just, I thought the whole thing was weird. You know what I mean? It was a weird. No, they, uh, they love you. We, you would say that about Matt or me or whatever. Well, hold on though. If you're saying it about me, it's a negative. Cause I like for me, Bert, who cares? He still wakes up. He gets the kids off and he goes back to bed. The guy's rich. That's what I no, would do what if they, I was rich. Yeah. The implication is uh, Bert says, I do this stuff and I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. He's yeah. like lying to himself a little bit. Like, that's he's not the so fine existing. He, yeah, he's got to sleep it off more than he admits. Or I he's get still it. drunk. Yeah, he's, he's, or he's still drunk, exactly. That was the implication, I think. God, I'll, dude. I just felt it was very like stitches get snitches or snitches get stitches of Joey. I think all these guys, except for maybe Brian Callen, uh, um, everything's out in the open. Simon looks like Prison Mike right now, too, and he just said snitches get stitches. This is fucking great. <laughs> Simon, aside from the de- uh, what's the worst part of prison? The Dementors. The Dementors, yeah. Did I ever ask you guys if you watched that Flat Earth documentary on Netflix? Yeah, you've asked us a hundred times. I refuse. I'm not watching it. I haven't asked you a hundred times. You have. That's I ridiculous. did. Simon, I did watch your Kamar. Sa- Simon. Yes, I've seen it. I watched your Satanic no. documentary though. Oh yeah, that was good, eh? Yeah, it was all right. Hey, that's a glowing endorsement. Well, from Matt. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate Tom. Simon, we'll start with you. I give Tom a three. <laughs> this is going to be threes across the Just board. Just to simplify things, I'm giving everybody a three. Yeah, I gave I the knew week this, a three. Yeah, yeah, it I was very this. even, Steven. I knew this was coming. Yeah. Kamar? I'm giving uh, Tom a three. Look at this. I'm giving it a three. This is going to be really, really un- unflattering for us. Um,. Simon, we're going to take a quick break because I got to plug the phone in because it's dying. Uh, We'll pay some bills and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston. 
right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. All right, Simon, give me a name and a number. Thank you, sponsors. For- Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. 1448, Joseph Diaz. Uncle Joseph. Unky. Unky Joseph. So you were, again, you were saying this one was recorded on the 25th. Okay, hold on. I have the number in here. I'm going to find it. Just hold on a second. Because they said it, and I wrote it down. Recorded on the 25th, correct. Of March. Yes, of March, Matthew. So that would be what? Two yesterday, two days ago. So this came out. This was not the one from two weeks ago where we saw the photo of him. Hold on a second. Why? What's the date? It's the 29th. Yeah, so that would be four days ago. We saw that photo of Joey sitting in studio like two weeks ago. Am I am I incorrect? But but it's still out of okay. Like go go back to the days. Um, when was Bert on? What was the date? That dropped on Tuesday. Which was the Kamar's? Got, I, I have you on my phone, so I can't check. Yeah, and I have you on my. Yeah, phone, I know Kamar's so... on it. Kamar, what? Pull up your calendar. That's what I'm saying, though. If today's the 29th, four days ago was right. Wednesday. Right. I just want to see if it was out of sequence. You're right. It was. Uh, it wasn't that picture then, obviously. Yeah. So maybe he just stopped by the studio. Oh, maybe. To hang out. I guess that's a possibility. He does live in L.A. Yeah. He was wearing a different shirt, too. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Fucking and you know Sherlock what? Sherlock Holmes You know here. what? With no traffic in L.A. right now, you can pro- it's probably a breeze getting around. Well, I wonder if they actually even, if he lives close to the, uh, the but, studio. But, Simon, what I'm saying is, like, in L.A., the freeway is incredible if it's flowing. And oh, I don't no, know. I, I've uh, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, There's the drone shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if, if you can actually get on that freeway and just pedal to the metal, you never know. You might be able to get around L.A. pretty quick. What's up, Kamar? People are talking about how ridiculous it is to get around. Like things that took an hour take eight minutes. Yeah. That photo that Joey posted was March 10th. That's what I'm saying. So. Oh, so there you go. Fucking we did. We did our work there. Um, so Joey's in the new Sopranos movie. Well, supposed to be. Eventually will be. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that. I knew did that. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I'm behind. I'm, I'm, behind. Fo- I'm following this thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm excited. I'm bummed that it's a movie, personally. Yeah, I'm sure he, he really just want to talk about it, but it, at these times, and Joey was very um, honest and vulnerable, vulnerable how he's worried, and I'm worried for Joey, too, because I listen to his other podcast, and he has, like, serious lung issues. Oh, my God. Yeah, he sounds like I do. And he's definitely overweight, and he probably has diabetes. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and, for um, sure. I felt there was uh, gravity with this podcast. Well, and a guy like that, for a guy like Joey, who has all of those things, you know, um, he should just, and, and money, and doesn't have to, he should just be isolating himself. He's like, got a really, Ozzy Osbourne really. it. Yeah, exactly. He's got, he can get all the weed that he needs. He can just buckle down for a little bit, you know? He has And to. it seems like yeah. that's what he's doing. He seemed really scared. Like, I'm with you. When he was talking about the um, comedy store, yep. and he was like, Joe, Joe Rogan, I stood right by the back door just so I could leave at any point. You know, like he, which is good. because His instincts are going to help him or serve him well. 
I mean, I find it odd that like the comedians are that afraid because you can you can literally walk in contact have very little contact with anyone, get on stage and then leave. It's more a crowd member that I would you know what I mean? Like if you're on stage at the comedy store in the main room, it's a pretty big stage. You're well, that's it too, but he was talking about going to Vegas and it was Well, I would never go to Vegas. As they Vegas. were there, as this is unfolding, as you don't know what's going on around you, in retrospect, seeing how like Cavalier it was, even though the information wasn't out there already. Well, they were talking about uh sorry, just different topic. They were talking about New York City. And how, like, obviously we know right now they're, you know, at the epicenter of the states' outbreak. And you've lived there, Matt, so you know. But I would have to go there once a year for uh, work, and it was always on the same weekend. And without fail, the 10 years that I went, or the 7 years that I went, there was a snowstorm every year on that weekend. And I know I've told you this before where I walked I, – one year I was walking through Times Square like up to my waist in snow. Nobody there. You know what I mean? It shuts the fucking city down. And you can just see like you don't want to – everybody's on top of each other. And like uh, you, you live there, man. You know that's got to really suck. Dude, I got on – so <clears throat> I had to take the subway to school every day for 70 blocks. And every day, it was like sardines. Like, I'd have to wait for the third train usually because there were that many people on the platform waiting. I remember one day, I'll I'll never forget it. I felt, I just felt awful. I was crammed in on the subway and I had my hand up on the, the ceiling. Like, that's how tight it is. This woman, the back of her head or the side of her head is like pretty much pressed up against my face. <clears throat> and I go to breathe in, but I have one of my like wheeze where like some phlegm gets caught as I'm breathing in. And I I just can't, it's, it's not a mat. I can't get my hand up or down to cover my mouth. And I just straight up like, <clears throat> right, dude, to the point where I saw all this woman's hair, like the breath from my mouth, like push her hair into her head. And she just like, like a half inch of head movement. And I could tell she was just like, you disgusting fuck. And I was like, I felt so. I was like, I'm. I just don't know what to do. Like, there's too well, many of us on this. You would get arrested for that now. Terrorism. I realize that, but I'm saying like now, you know, you just it, it's. But just imagine how fast it spread in New York City, with people yeah. not heeding the isolation rule. Yeah, of course. Well, and being on top of each other like sardines, like Matt said, it's like being on a cruise ship, right? Like we see it now when the outbreak hits a cruise ship, it's just like. Boom, 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 boom. It's very Dominoes. interesting to see how hard it's going to get there. Well, I want to bring this up, too, again, because I think Joe is... I mean, he keeps kind of flip-flopping, but he, he's doing... He's kind of doing a disservice, because he... Like, him and Joey spent the whole time being like, the only reason it spread so quick in Italy is because they all live together, and all the generations live together, and they all kiss each other on the cheek. And I'm like, I'm sitting here saying, guys... It is not that. Like, look at New York. It's a perfect example. Like, they're not all kissing each other on the cheeks there. Fine, there's a lot of people. It's easier to spread. But it's not a matter of, like, Italy are just affectionate and they all live together. That's why it's spread. This thing spreads like this. And look at it. It is. It's- but but it's human nature just to say stuff. Like, rhyme out your own logic to reason why things happen. You know what I mean? And not everyone's no, going to agree with the same. Whether or not they're kissing each other or, or whatever, any of that shit, just having a lot of people close together. That's the issue, man. Of course. Like, 
And that's what New York, like they're, dude, I, I remember being there one day and this is stupid because I'm sure everybody knows this except good old Simon. But I looked over at one of like a parking structure because I had just never thought about it before. And it was one of those, the thing comes down, lifts the car up, stacks car them all yeah. on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, well, yeah, of course that's how it has to be. Because look how many fucking people there are. Yeah, no, New York. I mean, listen, <clears throat> when I lived in New York, I realized that there are certain industries that are probably only in New York. Just because of the way the city is built, the size, like something that I had never seen before was these miniature dumpsters, super small dumpsters. And the reason is, is like construction work in New York, like in Manhattan, they can't just drop a 40 yard bin in the middle of the street. That shit doesn't fly. So instead, what they do is they keep a million of these mini dumpsters lined up on the sidewalk. How big is a mini dumpster? Like, why wouldn't you just use a garbage can? Uh, oh, I'm sure there's some sort of regulation. Three, you probably get three mini dumpsters in a full-size dumpster. Probably, Don't yeah. You. But like again, like you'd probably fit 15 of these things in a 40-yard bin. But the point is, Simon is like they just there's so much shit that has to be done differently in New well, York. Well, Kamar and I were just talking about it uh, yesterday morning, I guess, or the day before. Like uh, all the trap doors in the sidewalks to get things down into the basement. Precisely, precisely. They're everywhere. Every business has one. Yeah. And that's really and, and you take them totally for granted, but that's how they fucking operate. Or sorry, I take them totally for granted, but like they need that to be able to operate. You know, of course, yeah. I mean, again, like it's when it's you too many people. When you look at scaffolding in a normal city, um, scaffolding is taken up and put down in a very safe and orderly fashion. In New York, the first week I was there, three scaffolding guys died on separate sites. Because they just, and I watched a guy do it one day. I watched him put up and take down uh, 10 stories of scaffolding, no safety, anything. Just out there, some fucking Mexican guy. Just, it, it was insane. But again, I feel like there's just certain things that only fly in New York. But it, you're right, Simon. There's just, you know, there's 11 million people on that island. It's fucking tight. And that's pretty close to us, man. That's a six and a half hour drive. Yeah, well, I mean, the drive doesn't. Well, that's. I assume. So I'm just saying, I'm. Uh, I don't think it's getting here through the air like that. I'm saying that, like, if they needed to vacate really quickly, the border shut. Well, and that's hence why the border shut. I guess. Yeah, it is. You know, there's a whole thing right now where people in New York are trying to get out to like the Hamptons and all these surrounding places, and they're stopping them, like. Well, I don't know. Anyways, Kamar doesn't want us to talk too much about. Uh, well, no, we won't. But real quick, I don't know if this is true or not. But like, I follow. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Kelly Oxford is. She's a female blogger, comedian, writer. She's Robbie Skidmore's aunt. Yes, there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Her not husband. Aunt or, like, her husband was from Ottawa. With... Her ex-husband was from Ottawa. Robbie Skidmore's brother. Sure. Who? Yeah. What are we talking about? Sorry. The, okay, her name is Kelly Oxford. She's famous. She's she has a movie coming out that she wrote and directed. She has two books. She's a she's Twitter. a she blew up on Twitter. Yeah, she blew up. She was like a blogger when before like blogging was big. She she got into that. She has a big Instagram following. She's a writer, director. Anyway, she's Canadian. She's lived in L.A. for the past like 15 or 20 years. Her husband is from Ottawa. Her ex-husband. She has three kids. She just took her three kids 
and went back to Calgary where she's from. And I was reading her Instagram and apparently she was her reasoning. She was like, Justin Trudeau <laughs> called all Canadians back to the country. So she just left her house and all her shit and is back in Calgary. Is that true? They call. Sorry, all- can you repeat that last part, Matt? She said that she went back to Calgary with her family, minus her husband. She took her three kids and went back to Calgary because Justin Trudeau called all Canadians back to Canada. Is that true? I didn't even look into yeah, it. Yeah, he did call all Canadians back to Canada, but oh, because she was in L.A. But she lived. But listen, I understand if you're abroad. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that. He yeah. meant all Canadians who were traveling come home because I might not be able to help you guys from this point on. Maybe she was also looking at it like if I go back, maybe they all still have Canadian citizenship and therefore have OHIP or not OHIP, whatever. Maybe the... she just thought she'd be better off in Canada at this point. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is she might have thought healthcare wise. She might have thought healthcare yeah. wise. If my kids or me get sick, it's free up here. And she might but still I be think Canadian better and just have there. a working visa. She might not be an American citizen. That's what I'm saying. If she, if she has lots of money, she's better off there. Well, you, but, you know, it's again, this is one of those weird things where like lots of money, you know, you could spend like, let's say all three of her kids get sick. That could be like a million and a half dollars. And maybe she's like, maybe she has two million, but you don't want to lose three yeah. quarters. Yeah, of your yeah, wealth. yeah. No, no. Listen, I don't know anything about this girl. Um <laughs> Anyway, we should did, move on. Did either of you? Yeah, did either of you guys watch Dolomite? Yeah. No. You didn't watch it, Matt. I'm so surprised. I'm surprised. What did you? What did you think? Gonna find some time. Yeah. I, I I thought it was good, but I just thought it was a little long. Yeah, it was. Like comedies good. can't be long. I mean, it it wasn't just to call it a comedy. I mean, it was a bio. I actually agree with you. I find Judd Apatow, a lot of his movies run too. There's just a half hour too long. That's it. I'm with you. A half hour too that long. That was Judd Apatow? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I was using him as an example. A lot of Judd Apatow's movies run into the like two, two and a half hour length, and it's just just a bit too much. I'm with Kamar. things in life aren't always funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he always doesn't come to that point and get through it and then try to have a good joke at the end. Yeah. They talked about um, an old movie. Um, Simon, just for the record, Kamar has slowly moved away from me throughout this podcast. He's gotten scared. No, I, I, <laughs> I was sinking in the couch. It's coming back. Um, yeah, he well, can't he sit in the be, middle. You should be in my chair, Kamar. I should be. He's pretty much in your chair. Yeah. We're, we're five feet away right now. Don't worry. Um, they talked about the movie uh, and the band played on. And Joy wasn't yeah. sure the nationality of the uh, air steward that first spread AIDS. Oh, the French Canadian? He's French Canadian. Yeah. Gaetan, yeah. Tega. Yeah. And I was saying to Simon, where's his Canadian moment? <laughs> <laughs> He's yes. up there with the I smell I smell burnt toast lady. And Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, exactly. What's Alexander the other one? Grandma? The fucking uh who's the what's the the log rider? <laughs> That's where the log rider learned to step lightly, it's burning. It's the uh the lumberjack waltz. Thank you. Whatever. That's it, yeah. Yeah. A little piece of Canadiana for all you. But it's great. As Joey said, you have to watch that movie. I stopped the podcast and watched the movie. What's it called? And the band played on. And the on. band played on, and it was two hours. Was it good? It was heavy. I mean, it's it's older, but um, it's about the explosion of AIDS in the United States and how uh, no one wanted to take it seriously or put any money to fighting it until a rich white woman got a blood transfusion. Was it Bert that said he was talking to the guy from the CDC? And the guy from the CDC said, if you're a straight white man that gets AIDS, we call you a liar. Yeah. That was on Joe Rogan, correct? I think that's a Florida. I thought it, Florida was, I thought it was Tom who said that. Okay, but it was one of the last two, right? 
we just we we glossed over that part. That seemed odd. I just didn't remember he said it. Did they bring someone in to talk to you guys that had AIDS? Mm, I don't, I don't think so. I just remember AIDS. They did that for us. And, well, in this movie, and unbeknownst to me, because it AIDS gets recognized as being fucking something really bad in like 1984. Yeah. But it had been around well, can, for, for yeah. years and riding it out. Well, it had been just, killing people and they just didn't know what the fuck it was. These guys were fucking terrified. Like, yeah. It was, it was really okay, dark so time. They use, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Um, the guy they brought into our school with AIDS, he, the first thing he said, and I was like, okay, I should wrap it up every time. He was like, I've had diarrhea for four and a half years. And I was like, oh my God. He was like, I have to plan all my all my movements around knowing where a toilet is. And I was like, is that part of AIDS? Are they just trying to scare us? Either way, just terrifying. And, and, and that was a pandemic that uh, it almost feels like this is karma. and We have to take this seriously. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, AIDS killed what? 40 million people, 50 million people. It, it, it's maybe it's more not that the worldwide. same as this at all. I know it's not, but I'm just saying it's killed 50 million people. But at the beginning, no, but uh, you can't compare AIDS to the coronavirus. The mortality rate was 100%. If you got it. Until they took it seriously. Yeah. So we're way ahead of uh, yeah, but you have to fuck someone to get it or have a blood transfer. You know what I mean? It's not like coughing on somebody. Yeah, but his point was that it was until we knew what it was, it was a pandemic because we were giving people blood transfusions all the time. It was happening with tainted blood. I understand. I get I understand. what you're saying too, Simon. I know it's definitely not the same. This thing's Seems airborne. Like a weird comparison to make. Listen, the fact that they said this thing can live on a on a surface for 17 days. That's insanity. It it can live on your dog. Like your dog can't get it. Yeah, but the virus but it could, can live yeah. on if your dog plays with another dog who has COVID. Like if, fuck, this thing is fucked, man. Anyways, uh, we won't get bogged down. Humor Hot soap me, and if water. You will. Humor you, humor yeah. Humor me if you will, because this may lead nicely into Kamar's movie game. Um, I think Denzel Washington is one of the greats, the great actors of our time. Really going on a limb there, Simon. Yeah, yeah, really out of left field. No, they talked about it. I'm no, just I'm agreeing. Say, we're, yeah, we're we're both sitting here saying like that's <laughs> I think like you're saying anything new there. I like Denzel, Denzel okay, more than you do. Whatever. My favorite Denzel movie, his my yeah, my favorite Denzel movie is Fallen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. He plays a detective, and it's about this devil who gets passed through people by touch. Okay. I don't think I saw it's that ama- one. It's amazing. Matt, trust me, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, it's that Rolling Stone song, Time is on my side. It's, it plays throughout the whole movie, okay. which is cool, too. But it's it's a very it's a very cool movie. Okay. Uh, it was going to lead me into my question, what's your favorite Denzel movie. I think I probably know, but go ahead. You think you know what? What do you think my favorite Denzel movie is? Well, tell me, and then I'll tell you if I was right. Uh, I think it would have to be Man on Fire. Oof. You were going to say train. You were going to say Training Day. Yeah. No. Kamar. Glory. No, really. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, my favorite Denzel movie is Radio. 
radio. I'm kidding. It was Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, Denzel Washington was amazing in glory, man. Listen, you have okay. to. Philadelphia, he was incredible, obviously. With Tom Hanks, he, he, the AIDS movie. There's nothing he's bad at. Oh, him. fucking Tom Hanks with an X. <laughs> hey, Kamar, um, so take your pick of any of uh, those movies and let's do the fucking movie then. Well, in honor of Tom Hanks dying, if you think he's so Oh, bad, you're doing Philadelphia? Philadelphia. All right. That'd be impossible. I don't know my fucking pad with me. And this, folks, is the official movie game. You don't have me to run for it, Maddie. You'll have to send Kamar. No, I gotta go. I like the freestyle of the uh, impromptu movie game, just to warm the boys up in the uh, first show. I think we're gonna try to do that more often. I was hoping you had taken Fallen because I had actually done the pre. No, I'm just joking. It is it, it, it's 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 too much. You you knew too much about the movie. No, I didn't want you to do that one. I was just making a joke. And and I went bad and made it Philadelphia. All right. Philadelphia. So the year. Starring uh, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, Jason Robards, Mary Steenbergen, Antonio Banderas. Music by Howard Shore. I'm almost certain I got the year. Okay, I guessed the year as well. Oh, wait. You want me to hold it up? No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But yeah, tell me if you you know a bad Denzel role. What did you say, Matt? I have 1995. Whoa, I said 2001. You're way off. 1993. Fuck. I don't like your condescending attitude, Matthew. This. Well, no, I just, the only reason, Simon, it's because Tom Hanks was on a fucking roll where he got nominated, I think, three times in a row for Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, and then Apollo 13, which were all in the 90s. So I just, when you said yeah. 2001, I was just, sorry, it wasn't, I meant to be disrespectful, right. but not that disrespectful. That guy's girlfriend was absolutely right. Fuck you, off. You are me. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> there, let me double down on that. So neither of the thanks, boys thanks, got the year. It's now yeah. coming down to... <laughs> Budget and box office. All right, office. budget and box All office. Right. Here we go. Tom Hanks. Sorry, who else was in this? Come on. Tom Hanks, Denzel Mary, Washington. Mary Steenberger. Antonio Banderas. Okay, okay. I bet th- this is almost like a remake of, uh, no, Philadelphia's more of the law side. Uh, and the band played on is more of the uh, science detection side. But it covers the same sort of topic. All right. I'm ready. Oh, my God. This is so hard. Yeah, this is... I, I can't see myself being anywhere in the region, but... Yeah, me either. Okay, I go feel ahead, like we're going to get surprised here. All right. I said it cost $32.4 million to make, and it <laughs> grossed $189.1 million. Well, okay. I said it grossed... Or it cost thirty million to make. Wow! And it grossed one hundred and fifteen million. Oh! It cost twenty six million to make. Wow! And made two hundred and six million. How oh. much? How much do you have to be? What's the five 50. and fifty? So I'm within fifty of, of the uh, box office. Yeah, and Simon's within. Simon's within five. The, okay, so it's a push. But you guys had the right ideas. Yeah, yeah. It was actually very yeah. closer than you thought. 
Fuck. Yeah, it was very close. Fuck. I just want to bang out all three one time. Of boom, course, boom, of course. boom. Like to become the goat. Yes, yes. So um, Joey said that he found cheese in his apnea mask. Because he gets so stoned, he falls asleep sitting up, passed over. Yes. So just little thing about my mother. <laughs> she, you know what? Don't don't worry about it. It's all good. Good I story. Cool story, bro. No, it's, it's a personal thing about my mom that I now realize she might not want me to Fair say. Enough. So. Fair enough. Yeah, sorry. It's very funny, though. Just know I'll tell you later. Well, I hope Joey's at least using that mask because that's how Bender died. He wasn't using his sleep apnea, or he fell asleep without his sleep apnea mask. Oh, is that the the ruling cause? Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. Well, that I, could. Back to Joey. Like, I think Joe's deeply concerned. He should be about Joey. Yeah. And not that Joey, not that Joey's being reckless. No, no. Or, or, or Joey's doing. I know Joey's instincts will serve him well, but I, I'm, I'm concerned too. I think Joe needs to stop pushing this whole blood type thing too, because. He has no real basis for that. I read the article. Yeah, we don't know if that's true. I read the article, and there, it there is, is so much misinformation going on. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, I know. Again, I know it's very difficult for Joe not to talk about this, but this is one time where I'm like, you have a really big platform, and there's a lot of fucking dummies out there that are just like, like the I'm, Advil thing. Yeah. Well, how it's so fluid. Like, we don't know if that's true. That could have just been a rumor started by the Tylenol guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. In these times, it's just Remember. Seems... Remember their name. <laughs> Mr. Tylenol just in his top hat sitting in the fucking Pfizer building or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the perfect way to destroy him. It's him, the Monopoly guy, and Mr. Peanut with the monocle. It's funny how I, I see all the drug companies have a head guy who's like an actual fucking cartoon character, you know? Yeah. I found it comforting to see the same sort of confusion and... Out of know, Joey? Be, be, uh, Joey and Joe. Joey Not. said he had a nervous breakdown, like a legitimate nervous breakdown. <laughs> but then went to the guy's place anyway. I, I, I oh, sure I've he had did? a nervous breakdown. Yeah, he said he's like, I, I thought had, he didn't go. No, remember, he's like, I ended up going. He had some lobs that was tremendous. We sat there and watched the fights. Remember, he said, I ended up going. So, I mean, I, mm. I, think, I think also maybe the guy eats a ton of edibles, and I would have to assume that that's probably not <laughs> helping either. Like, he says that he's always on the verge of a panic attack. So, I can imagine that doing a shit ton of edibles. Um, Simon's not even listening now. I can see that he's got the headphones. <laughs> he's eating a granola bar. What's up, Kamar? Oh, I, I thought he was about to reply. No, he's, he, can't, he's he couldn't hear me. He was eating a granola bar. Sorry, I was chewing, and I didn't want to. I know, it was, it was like very respectful, here. but I was just thinking, Thank I was you. like, I could say anything about Simon right now. Oh, what couldn't. did you say? Oh, a lot of anti-Semitic like stuff. Like something about a kike it's or more something? You, That's exactly the word I used. You can see yeah. what Simon's doing. Uh, obviously. Yeah, so you and your girlfriend sitting around fucking. Yeah, my anti-Semitic my girlfriend, yeah. Uh, I There's a, a documentary out now about sleep paralysis. If you really want to fuck yourself up, Nope. I, I recommend that one. Pretty fucked up right now already. <laughs> yeah, Kamar's, Kamar doesn't need to watch any more fucking documentaries about shit like that. Kamar's on edge enough as is. You look great though, buddy. I feel great. Yeah, no. It's good. It, it's, good. It's, it's, it's the craziest thing. No, it's not. Makes perfect sense. I, I, well, I uh, what no else we timing. got here? 
It's great timing for it, Kamar. Yeah. It's perfect timing. Couldn't have been better. Okay. It's almost like the universe is unfolding for you. Like, out of all this, you will come out. Uh, Simon and I were saying it. Uh, we felt like after all this, you were going to come out like you're going to leave the podcast because you're going to start some billion-dollar startup. No, man. Leave I, us in the dust. I, I, I want to uh, start a YouTube channel or whatever, try to do that sort of content right now. You know what I mean? It's just working with the uncertainty. I think I streamed once this week on Twitch. <laughs> and there you go. But you just got to find the time, right? No, I had to do it. I played a million. I know. I'm being facetious, yeah, of course. Fuck you. Fuck. There's so is, much time to do stuff. Is getting everyone to stay in like this the beginning of like how you convince everyone to plug into the Matrix? I'm glad you brought this up. Because everyone's just so desperate for an escape. Yep. But if you can offer that escape, you, this is like now. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. It's on the table. No, no. I, I mean, Brian and him really hammered this home, but he talked about it a couple times this week uh, about the civil liberties thing, about how they'll come and take your civil liberties or how they won't give them back after this. I don't. 11. I just don't agree with that in this case. There might be some things that have to change just as far as like how we operate when these sort of viruses come around, but... Like, I don't know if you saw the Ontario health minister the other day. She came on TV and was like, the people out of you that aren't social distancing, it's you guys that are costing everyone else their civil liberties. It, by doing this little bit now, we can all get back to normal. But the longer you fucking idiots are out here doing what you're doing, you're costing everyone else their civil liberties. And no one can, the longer we prolong this thing, the more you're going to have to stay inside. And then we're going to have to mandate. And then we're going to start throwing people in jail, which is insane. Spring break. Oh, I saw all that you know, too. Like, yeah, that's of course. a perfect example, man. And they're acting too slowly. That's the problem. There's so much red tape involved in like taking people off the beach. Well, I mean, I text you can't have that, man. You got to just they're absolutely right. If everybody just gives up for we're not for a long time. You know what I mean? Just well, that but shows it, you it's your your fighting. I mean, Sorry, it also shows you how spoiled we are that like <laughs> that they come to us and like you might have to give up three, four, maybe five months. And we're all like, fuck that. That was a constant theme Joe is making throughout that we might have to give up six months more. We'll know that we we must have it really easy. Yeah, that faced with these. I think the biggest problem is not decisions; it's just this approach or whatever. You know what I mean? However you think about it, and even talking about either side is um, a sensitive issue because it's so real. I mean, listen, we haven't brought this up either. The elephant in the room is that Joe is uber rich. All the guests he has he's had on this week are well off. The three of us, you know. We're not rich, but we're also not starving to death right now. We all have a home with heat. We're all going to help each other out if need be. You know what I mean? Like, so we're but, hanging out with, for the most part, we're hanging out with our families. Sure. I'm like, playing video games. I'm playing poker. I'm doing puzzles. But I'm saying, like, we have to realize and stop and think, like, there are people out there with fucking nothing. Like, people that are way dirt poor worse, that man. are right now way having worse. a really, really tough time. And my yeah. heart goes out to them because for sure there's, you know, I can't imagine how tough it is out there right now for some people. It's I be sat around insane. with my two kids last night and my wife, and we played Mario Kart. Like, I know how lucky we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, you know, 
the boys set up an online poker room where we can all just hop in whenever we want, play cash games with each other. And like the other night, Simon, for example, like we had the PlayStation chat set up. So there's like four of us actually talking on a headset as if we're at the <laughs> poker table while playing poker. You know what I mean? So it's some so, semblance of. But this is this is the problem that um, whoever knows how long it goes on for, it becomes just the norm. Actually, I kind of like this. And certain things like no, that's how the it, it, no it it's, it gets into you. Yeah, for sure. I'll say this. absolutely. No, you're gonna 100%. want your freedom so bad, gonna, dude. Some and you're going to appreciate gonna it so much more when you get it back. I totally disagree. Come on, well, I you'll see what you get back. But. Well, I'll say this. I agree with. I, I disagree with you as well. I'm with Simon. I think that's crazy. I'll say this though. We have a problem where we're going to lose our summer. Right. Let's say that. Let's say this thing six months and it, it goes away. Knock on wood. Hopefully, in like November, we're then stuck inside for an additional six months. Because like, I hate the winter. I don't go out a lot. I, you know. Well, you'll start loving it, Matt, because you want to get out there. No, but what I'm saying is like, if this thing does next summer, will be gangbusters. Every patio, every bar. No one's gonna go to work. Everyone's calling in sick on sunny days. Like, and then they'll go back to whatever they've replaced. Those things with no, I'm telling you, the electronics. Kamar, people are your gonna... your theory. Kamar is like you go to prison, you get used to being in enclosed spaces, and when you get out, you want to hang out in your room. Like I just don't think that's the case. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Well, it remains to be seen because if we have to go through winter like this when we're really shut in, because you can still go down the street. You know what I mean? Like I mean, even then, Kamar, to disagree with you, uh, the other day when it was like eight eight or ten degrees out two days ago. Mary and I went and just sat on the back porch. No music, no Netflix, nothing. Just her, the dog, and I, and just sat in the sun. And like I pretty much sat with my back against the wall and nearly fell asleep. And just, just imagine. To... Go sorry, ahead. Matt, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Imagine if you lived in an apartment that oh didn't have God. a balcony. Oh my like, God. This is what I'm saying. Like, you get to go out and sit in the sun. Like, yeah, I know. I'm saying it could I'm, be fucking worse. I know. I'm saying I'm blessed. I was just bringing that up that there are people out there right now that I imagine are having a very, very tough time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really important um, thing to remember. As you know, you complain about being bored. I don't mean you. I mean one. You yeah. know. Well, that's the thing. I haven't complained about being bored once in the last two weeks. I'm like, I have, I have all this shit at my disposal. I spent all this money on all this shit. So it's finally coming to, you know, that's why I ordered the camcorder. Cause I was like, if I'm going to be stuck at home for two months, I'm going to become an expert at this camcorder. Like I was even thinking it's about the other day, it's all coming together. I was thinking about the other day. I was like, I got this camera that I'm like, well, I can't use it unless I'm going outside. That's ridiculous. I should just be taking a thousand photos a day in the house and getting better at, you know, taking photos of whatever mundane shit. Now you're thinking Matt. Yeah, yeah. Matt. Sounds like it makes sense. You guys want to rate this one? Uh, sure. You, I mean, I, it's getting a three, obviously. You don't even have to ask me. <laughs> no, I give it a three and a half with, with a heavy heart and concern. Okay. Fair enough. You just like that. You like this one was more of a sobering. Well, yeah, it was, it was real. Jo- I learned about Joey on Joe Rogan's podcast. I got to know Joey on Joe Rogan's podcast. I've got to know Joey better on his podcast. And uh, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. If if this pandemic is not on or whatever, maybe it's a whole different ballgame. 
I, I, I could see it boring me. Like they just talked about the same old stuff and it's amazing that Joey's still like 22, 22 appearances still telling Joe stories he's never heard. And, 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 where, and where's transgender in all this? I, I, tw- I got a good tweet that uh, the uh, has anyone identified this virus or how does it want to be identified? Because I think it likes they in, in these well, times. I think viruses are she's. Wow. I, oh, hey, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. He wow. Him. They might be well, you know, like hur- hurricanes are men, you know. He might be a no. Her. Hurricanes are always women, aren't they? No, I thought it, they were men. Well, I know one of them was Floyd, so that's a strong case in your. You think it's hurricanes because it's her a canes? Oh, but I'm ching. <laughs> Simon's playing Vegas. For- <laughs> and this, uh, no, I got canceled, Matt. Sorry. This social distancing has just really cleaned up a lot of me too stuff. Oh, excuse me. I don't think it's cleaned it up. I just think it's not important right now. It'll come back. It's exactly what Joe said. When you don't have anything to complain about, you can find the things. But when you have life or death situations, you can't worry about pronouns and things like that. There's just, you know, it's necessity. One of the things that the news was wow, reporting. Wow, silence crickets. No, I was. Well, I agree. Sorry, I was just waiting for Kamar there. One of the things they were reporting the news I saw was that uh, if you're living with in an abusive relationship. Oh, that's horrible. Just to make you think about that, or if you if you just start dating, you just moved in with each other. A lot of divorces, like I said, was I telling you guys that there's a lot of people who, yeah, they, you know, they had operate opposite schedules so they, they were living now they're lives. having to be together constantly and it's just mind-blowing a lot of murders a lot a lot of shit's gonna happen when people are cooped up together man. so i think there's gonna be some sort of uh, big deal in two weeks a lot of babies more clamp down or more like complaining about it i think there's gonna be more clamp down but i also think uh i'm staying positive i think people are gonna we're resilient i think we're gonna make it through yeah. this that is what you said last week, Matt, that was stuck with me the most. And I think after listening to all these guys this week, man is so adaptive, or humans rather, are so adaptive. You know what I mean? Like how do you think we got to this? We how do you think we, we got adapt. to this position? Yeah. We're not Of course. What what happened when there was a fucking flood and the people had to go live underground? That's what they fucking did, man, because that's what we do. We survive. Yeah. I mean I like I said, I I also believe in uh, the human spirit. I believe that more likely than not, most of us are going to try to help each other out in this time as opposed to not. Simon, is that an Ames chair? Yeah, it's a fake one. Oh, okay. A replica. I was about yeah. to be fucking livid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it cost... Um, I bought it at like a show one time, so I got it at wholesale, but... Uh, a wholesale? It was, it was like... So I think it sells for like $2,000 in the store, the replica. You know what I mean? Because I got to tell you, for me, that's the that's the gauge of when we've made it. When we're each... If you have one of these? No, no. When the three of us are in a studio with three Ames chairs, like the dragons. It's actually not great because you're so far back. The one I use at your place is actually perfect. It keeps you more upright. Oh, good to know. It, it's yeah. so stupid that I'm sitting beside that chair. <laughs> it really is stupid that you're sitting beside that no, chair. No, I like that you're respecting it, Kamar. 
No, it just started and I thought I'd do it at the break and then we forgot the break and now I'm here. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Last one, Brian Callen. All right, 1449, Brian Callen. So uh, just for me, I find with Brian over the past couple of years, like I, I started out loving him and then I've gone on a real roller coaster with Brian of like liking him and not liking him and liking him and not liking him. And even in this podcast, I found myself on a roller coaster of like, yeah, I'm with him. I'm not with him. I'm, you know, huh? I, uh, excuse me. I actually thought this one was the best of the week only slightly just because there was less, far less COVID talk in this one. The most less than just about societal and change. One of the things I was thinking they talked about is that, uh, to help the economy bounce back, I really think drugs being legalized. That's a good that idea. would help. Yeah, that would like, help. It's really just in the way that um, things get pushed through. You know what I mean? In, in crazy times. Well, I think it's gross. It's so gross that politicians are still playing dirty politics and trying to slide shit into these fucking bills. It's. Well, that's why they that's why they said the Democrats stopped Trump from putting that bill through because there was too much of that, you know. Yeah, they both say that. It's 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 Yeah, just, I know. I and, know. And, I don't and, know. And all the money's going to the banks. And it's they made it up. Like we're back to where we started. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Brian uh, stopped saying Afghanistan. Yeah, he says it too, yeah. Yeah. But then says it one more time. Well, nah, he's joking around. He's, he, he's, he's a hilarious guy. He wants to fight. Oh, my God. He, he wants, wants to, be, the, he wants to be the baddest man on the planet so bad. He just loves great lines. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing a wet towel in your face. <laughs> Today we train. He just that, That's all he lives for. I think he's more actor than comedian. I may have said it before. Who, uh, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, he seems like he wants to be a right thespian. And, he, and, he, and he's well, a great comedian. And he's in that whole world. Even Joe said, he's like, you love all those people I disdain in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, you see, yeah. Brian, listen, before this thing got bad, he was constantly at Sylvester Stallone's yeah, house yeah. with like Sugar Ray Leonard yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Again, that would be a part where I hate Brian, you know what I mean? I'm like, I fucking can't stand this guy. But then he walks out in front of Brendan Schaub to fight him and pulls his dick out. And I'm like, I love this guy. That was, one of, the, that was one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Dude, that was one of the funniest things. If, if people haven't seen that, they should go check it out on... Uh, the on fighter YouTube. and the kid. Yeah, go to YouTube, search the fighter and the kid best podcast intro ever. And it really is the best way to start a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is so funny. It, it, it And I'm like there, you know, so I don't know what to do. But then he's like talking about uh, going to a survival place in the woods and he doesn't even mention bringing his kids. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> well, I, I wonder if he's in not as good position as he would have been before the d- divorce with this to take uh, the kids well no just monetarily he means yeah. everything like a day foley or something yeah you never know after that divorce he could be giving her fucking 10 grand a month can you imagine i i, I felt some stress in brian and I, f- I felt that might be part of it well he also mentioned that he had recently been uh somewhat swindled monetarily Oh yeah, that's bad, right. What happened deal, there? Bad deal. Well, I I knew they weren't going to talk about it, but he did mention that. Yeah. And it seemed like Joe yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. knew the writing was on the wall there. And no one does cocaine yeah. five times. Oh yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's done cocaine probably five hundred, five or six times. Yeah, no. Come on. Yeah, that's in one night. 
and he says uh, that was so funny too. A Kamari's like, yeah, it's the best drug in the world. Yeah, yeah. And he's only done it five times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because he's tried every other drug. That was the funniest. I remember growing up. That's I've what... also only done cocaine five times. Yeah. Wow, I've never done it. I've actually never done it. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Kamari, yeah. this guy is hilarious. <laughs> Well, no, what I was going to say is it was funny because growing up, like coming up, I constantly remember people being like, dude, try this. It's fucking great. And I'd be like, yeah, that's my main concern is that it's fucking great because I'm the type You're of person. Like Joe. I'm the type of person where when something's great, I'm like, yeah, give it all to me. It, if I had done coke, I'd be fucked. I think we all know that. It's great as long as things are great. Yeah. And they don't aren't great. And they aren't long. often. Yeah, I was just going to say they don't often stay great. They talked about. No, oh, we, sorry. we've. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, we've talked about Coke before. It is the drug that makes you think that you are the coolest guy in the room. Yeah. And you are clearly not the coolest guy in the room. And that is the most dangerous type of drug, right? The one that boosts your ego, like, you know, like alcohol. Those are the, the good ones are the ones like pot and mushrooms that make you like, introspective right yeah, and check embarrassed yourself. to be yourself yeah. you know well that's healthy yeah it's true they'll have to be Sorry. legalized they'll have, the only way we're going to bounce back from this pandemic is by legalizing all drugs no i'm telling you I, again <laughs> i'll say it again kamar if we just start bringing manufacturing jobs back that here, too that too nothing to stop that, us well, from doing that it, well they are everything. absolutely gonna have to do that matt that if i truly believe that the one thing we're going to learn from this is that you have to start doing things in-house like the idea that we don't have enough masks and shit we need because it's being made in china because we want to buy it at 67 cents instead of 72 cents like it it, it, it we will be able to see now that that is foolish thinking you know mark my words too the u.s somewhere in the next decade is going to do something about their university systems and i don't mean money I, I mean what they're going to do is they're going to get to a breaking point where they're training all of the rest of the world's best people and then they're all leaving and i think the u.s is going to have to put a stop to that somehow like they're going to have to say you want to go to harvard you're going to have to work in the u.s for x amount of time because think about it like if all these incredible chinese people are all schooled in the u.s or in the uk does that not seem detrimental to you as a country where you're literally training the best minds and then sending them to other countries that are directly competing with yours? That's too deep. Is it? You're saying spies? I'm not saying spies. I'm saying think about it like all these Chinese kids come to Canada and the U.S. to go to university, right? Because their parents are super rich and they want them to have the best education. A lot of them go to a lot of them go to England for fucking school so they can learn to speak perfect English. And then they go back to China and they run these Huawei's and shit. They're actively stealing uh, fucking. So are you saying, sorry, was the first thing you said that they will have to make the university free, but then make you stay in the States to work, right? Well, not free. I mean, listen, what they you might... You can't charge people and then make you stay. That's No, that no, fine. Then what they might what they might uh, have to start doing is then saying, we're only charging foreign students and we're going to charge a premium. So if you're... Simon, I can't see you with your foot up there. So if you're... Oh, char- I'm, I'm shaking my... I'm nodding. Yeah. That sounds like the right thing to do anyways. So if you're a Chinese student, we're going to charge your parents three times the amount to be schooled here so that we can... So that we can in turn train two Americans to do the same job here. Not if you're a Chinese 
American, only if you're a Chinese person from China. Yeah, listen, if you're born in the States, that's yes. what I'm saying. You can still get yeah, high... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Just for the, the listener, the four listeners out there. Because I'm just saying, like, think about it. If you're Harvard and you're sitting there saying all the people that we're training, or even if you sat there and said 75 to 80% of the people we're training are leaving this country as soon as they get their degree, that seems dangerous to me. That seems like you're literally... Because, like, how many Americans go to Harvard? I'd like to know those numbers. How many American-born people are there at Harvard versus foreign-born students? I feel like I bet you. I bet you it's still mostly American. I bet you it's still mostly American. No, and I believe you're probably right. It's probably like three percent foreign or something. I was going to say ten percent. I bet they have a quota for sure. Uh, Brian stealing my airstream idea. Well, Joe shot on that right away. No, but Joe's wrong because the idea of the Airstream is not to live in it. It's just a great little mobile bunker if you need it. It's like all fucking heavy-duty steel. And that put Brian back on my good side for a second. Yeah, but I think Joe's point was it's cumbersome. Like, you want, like, a Mad Max. Like, he was talking about his Land Cruiser where you could just... Well, that yes, you would have the Land Cruiser and you would have the Airstream hooked behind it. If things got really hairy, you just ditch the fucking thing, man. It's all good. I love Come how Simon, back to it later. Simon lives in an action movie where his wife is going to be in the back of the Land Cruiser actively unhooking yep. the, the Airstream as they're fucking... Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. Dude, I really want a Land Cruiser, though. Like that, that would be like my ideal car, I think. Talk to After Jared, the yeah, that's uh, all... souped up El Camino. Yeah, I know. Jared likes those too. All Jared cares about are Land Cruisers. That's it. You know what would be helpful if it happens right now <laughs> is if um, like cell phones become essential. Some sort of consolidation of all phones and stuff. Like going down the road, you know what I mean? When people realize that how no. much they pay for their phones. I think the big throw, I think the big pushback like we've spoken about throughout this podcast is going to be how these companies handled this during this crisis. I think a lot that's of us, right. I think a lot of us are going to turn our backs on a lot of these companies as we should. That's, that's exactly what I said. No, I'm with you. I'm telling you, I, I think, yeah. you know, and keep score. You have to keep score. There's no company easy to forget. you're dependent on. Yeah, but I don't think it's that hard for someone with money and a conscience to come along and say, I'm fucking sick of this. I'm going to start something that... Has like a- Rogers for us. Rogers for everybody out there is our phone provider, one of them here in Canada. And they're real pieces of shit. And I'm not going to forget the way they treated me through all of this. And when the time comes, when it's all said and done, I'm just going to fucking buy out my contract and that's going to be the end of it. And they're going to lose me forever. Well, listen, I've mentioned this a few times and it's... It's weird. I remember like when I grew up, growing up, there was a lot of crown corporations in this country. And for any non-Canadian listener, a crown corporation, I'm sure they have them in the UK too. It's a UK thing. It's If someone has a monopoly running on something, the government is supposed to step in and create a business to directly compete with that business. The Royal Bank of Canada was supposed to be that. It's now privatized, so it's not. Air Canada is that? No way. I don't think Air Canada it's was. Gone but back no, and no, forth. maybe it was, but I think it, it might have been at first a Crown Corporation against two though. All the other airlines. Well, no, but can a Crown Corporation also be a corporation that was just created by the government, not for uh, not to compete against somebody else? 
I'm not certain. That's a good question. Yeah. I could I I can't Google it because you're because that's my phone right that's now. what I thought Air Canada was like. I just thought we needed an airline in Canada, and there wasn't anybody who had enough money, I guess, to do it. So they, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, listen. I no I'm idea. a less I'm a less government guy, but I can say this: the government, we the Canadian taxpayers, paid for all this fiber optic fiber optic line to be laid throughout our country. And then we give it to these cell phone companies and they turn around and rape us on the fees. We have the highest it's, we have the highest cell phone bills of any developed nation in the world. And it's like Nestle and the water, fuck. Yeah, it's insane. So my point though is why doesn't the government and again, I don't want a government run corporation, but if that's their job, why didn't they come along and create a cell phone company and offer us you that's know, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's going to happen. Maybe, maybe. that's going to be a positive yeah. thing out of this outcome. Maybe, yeah. But instead, we just have like a hundred different cell phone companies that are supposed to compete against each other with price, but they're all just unreasonable. And half of them are owned. Three of them are owned by well, one company. But I was just going to say, Simon, if you really look into it, they're bullshit. all all yeah. of them run on the lines of the other. Like Fido yeah. is you, like Fido's like we just yeah, use yeah. Bell's lines, and but, you're like, well, well, great. They're, they're Rogers or right? whoever. Fido? Yeah, but you know what I yeah. mean. In this um, shut-in culture, like you, what if you get a position that you're just paying to keep your TV and internet going? But this was okay. So this was something I brought up when we spoke about this last year about the UBI. This was what I was bringing up: is we had a big argument about well, if everyone's making and two thousand was actually the number we threw out. We said if everyone across the board is making two thousand dollars a month, isn't that great? And I said no, because it. Only a few people get rich in that system. The people that are selling you the whatever. Like, you create a YouTube channel. I only have $2,000 a month. So, the, the ad space is... You know what I mean? Like, I don't have... A, I'm capped on what I can spend in a month. And that's where I, I don't think that's feasible. Where we can all just get X amount of money a month. Unless it's a stupid high amount of money a well, month. Well, no, but this talk about this money and have a job. Like, I guess no one who doesn't have a job right now... That's why this is... <laughs> That's why this um, relief plan Sorry. isn't UBI. Yeah, because it's only for for four months. So imagine that. Imagine there's a six month on, six month off UBI. Then it, it falls into communism. If you just go some job, you go back to, and but that'd be ideal. I mean, all these. It's just. It's too early to. Uh... You know what I mean? Like we would just be taking such shots in the dark at this point. Well, that's all we can do. If you have half the population working, half not, it's going to be sort of isolation or distancing, social distancing. You know, I do want to say this though. Joe constantly, whenever the UBI thing comes up, he constantly brings up that when we do it, a large swath of the population are going to be lazy and not going to want to work. And I still, to this day, disagree with that. And I think now is a time where I can argue hardest that I'm right. The amount of people right now that are out of work that want to work and not just for the monetary thing that are like, I, I, the, the, it's not so much the monotony, but like the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like the, the schedule and routine. The, the routine, routine. Yeah. Thank you. The routine of doing everything. I, I just disagree with Joe. I don't think that like if tomorrow everything was automated and we all got five grand a month, I think a lot of people would still go out and try to do some sort of... A lot of people would. Joe's point is there is still 
10% of the population is still going to want to not do shit, man. Like, that's, okay, but and that's a lot of people. But my point is right now, there's still 10% of the people that don't want to do shit. So we're not changing anything. It's interesting that there's the force that there's no opportunity to do anything, any shit. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Say that again. Well, right in the UBI down the road is like, you could work, you would work, but you get this, you can't do anything. All you can do is get the money. Well, that's the that's problem. That's right. That, that's what right now. And we said it last and week. And spin it into you... a little wheel system. Yes. I mean, the problems that, yes, Kamar, the problem is if you can't work and you're just getting the two grand a month and there's no opportunity for work, then there's only 1% of like, I mean, we're in that now though. We're in that scenario now where 1% of the people make all the money. We're in that right now. And it's so nothing much changes. What I would like to see happening forward in this time when they keep enacting acts rules and all of a sudden you can do something that you couldn't just do is a crazy wealth tax. So if you have over a million dollars when you die, $500,000 goes to the government. Oh, you're talking about a state tax. In in a state tax, which I guess there already is. There is an estate tax. But a larger one. And that's what, that's another way to pay for what we're doing right now with this, all this cash is just defer it. But the problem is, is all the rich people in charge constantly are against estate taxes. Of, of course, but again, it's these drastic times. Like, yeah. How would we pay for this? Well, it goes back to what I said last week. Should we tax billionaires out of existence? And again, Joe is super against it because Joe believes that's communism. I don't believe... I listen, think they're all... Anything can be a slippery slope, but it's looking that way. Like, how are we going to pay for this? You're fucking rich as fuck right now. Yeah, you pay for You're it. You're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, because the, this is the argument. If How does Jeff Bezos continue to grow his wealth if we lose 10% of the population? It's on him. It's, it it's, doesn't matter. And his wealth is great. Like he what is I'm just, saying, though, is it's, financially vi- it's more financially viable for him to spend the money now to keep the, that 10% alive and buying his shit than not. Even then, for every business, for every anyone that owns anything. Like, that's why I don't believe in the stock market all of a sudden. Because all these rich people, the stock market's going down, all these rich people should be going broke or broker or losing money, right? But they're not. Because they have positions well, on some things just... that go down, some things that go up. And I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't either. It's ridiculous. Simon's so frustrated over there. I can see his frustration. But the, Well, it's like... Go ahead, Simon. No. It's fine. Go ahead, Kamar. No, Simon, please. No, it's it's all good, man. Okay, I, 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 I'm sorry, lost. Simon. I was just going to talk about how they talked about porn for quite a bit. I think Brian already watched porn. Brian say, I just don't watch porn anymore. It just doesn't do anything for me, which I don't know if I believe. But I think there's a conscious shift in like, you can do porn and not be um, fucked up. Or your dad had to molest you, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's because it's it's slowly, 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 slowly becoming something that's not as taboo. Like, you know. Well, a lot of people are watching porn, like you said, like Pornhub. Yeah, I'm sure they're having the best year. I bet their numbers are up insane. Their number, the best numbers of the, the whole time they've been open. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's very interesting what this shut-in culture we're broaching into. But you see, that's a good example of like Pornhub makes all their money. Think about it. They don't make money off advertising because they own all the sites on Pornhub. They make their money off the premium subscription. So if they're giving it away right now, that means that guy who owns that isn't making money and he's cool with it. And I like that. 
He's a billionaire who's like, I don't need to make money for the next six months, a year, four years, whatever. If it's going to keep people home and keep people happy, I'm fine with that. I love that shit. People like that, there needs to be more of that shit. Like, there's no reason. Go ahead, Simon. Sir, I I was just going to ask, what the fuck does Pornhub Premium give you that you can't get on Pornhub? Oh, just full length. Like, a lot of the time, Simon, when you're on Pornhub, uh, let's say you're watching a 10-minute video. Um, that's edited down from a, an hour-long video. Why the fuck would you need to watch anything longer than a 10-minute video? Sometimes I like to treat myself real nice, Simon. Okay. <laughs> not, no, not even a laugh from Kamar. Kamar is a different human being lately. You're really uh, No, I just think me. about the altruism of Pornhub. Like, it, it, that's really nice. And just everyone is stuck. Yeah. I don't need to make money Watch right now. Yeah. But I'm sure they're making money some way. I was going to say, there's got to be like a catch. Pop-ups and stuff like that. Well, no, the catch might be that maybe maybe like after four months, you're just automatic. I mean, no, because they didn't take anyone's they need credit, your card. credit card. Yeah. That's, that's the whole way. You know. I mean, not that I signed up for it, I signed up for it. I did, totally. <laughs> they're, watching, they're watching us through Pornhub. And it's so that's weird how you sign the... up for it and you feel like you're getting something and you're not getting shit. Well, you get a little bit more, but still, it's just like... Felt like more last what night. What you can't have <laughs> or whatever costs, yeah. Felt a big... Yeah. <laughs> well, there's going to be a whole boom of um, COVID babies, right? The same as like baby boomers, you Yeah, know? of course. Yeah, yeah. Nine, on, nine, months, babies, nine like, months from now, there's going to be a huge baby boom, I assume. For, sh- for sure. And that'll replace the older people who die. Like, it's a very weird thing. That's what if that... There overwhelms our healthcare system the baby boom yeah maybe well no but because you're losing all the old people i just said it you know what i mean like so it's all going to even out in the wash well no even steven like that seinfeld episode so crass if we were in a world where people barely hurt themselves or anything happened to them and hospitals were just open waiting for people to come in, then we'd be fine for this virus, right? Simon hung up on us. I apologize. Oh, we lost the line there, yeah. listeners. Give us a sec here. We can deal with Do you know that. what happened? Simon's phone died, guaranteed. Oh. He, I, I bet he didn't have it plugged in. Technical difficulties. All right, we'll wait for him to call us back. We apologize, guys. This is uh, not how we want to be doing this. But it's how we're doing it. <laughs> so, but I just felt um, Brian is still well read, knowledgeable, but the humblest. He's well, been in a while. It's weird. I actually thought this was the best one of the week for me. Had the least COVID talk. It was kind of the most yeah, coherent. They, like they talk about the swords. They talk about everything. And the weird thing is, when they talk about stuff, you think you know. Yeah, you, like, and then you realize your reference point is is Joe. Yeah, Joe talking about. I'm like, it. wait a minute, I've heard about these Nazi swords <laughs> yeah, 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 before. I know all about that. Yeah, and then Joe says, and you're like, oh, that's the that's the voice in my head. And so yeah. that defines the limit of your knowledge. But uh, I really think he's affected by his divorce or just a, a different position. I I don't know if he's with his kids. You know what I mean? He seems happier than maybe he was if he was living a lie like in that bad relationship. Listen. Excuse me. Excuse me. I think, you know, I can't imagine going through a divorce. Like, bad breakups are hard enough. Imagine putting all your money and everything, like, ugh, nightmare. During a pandemic. 
I mean, well, no, they've been divorced for a couple of years. Happened, yeah, yeah. But still, even to get one step deeper, like that's happening now. You know what I mean? Imagine being in a terrible marriage and finally being about to finalize it, and then this happens, yeah, we, and you can't like go in and get like exactly just a nightmare. So I guess things are going better for us than than it could be, but just everywhere you look, that's what I'm trying affected. to tell you, Kamara. That's what I'm trying to get across is like it shit sucks right now for sure, but we have it better than most. I, I am fine. I know. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to really push that home to you. Unless I'm not. Yeah. And then... I know. It's easy. Yeah, yeah I know. So there must be other people like me. I'm, and I can worry about them. And yeah. I just... I Like you said, two weeks from now, there's going to be some sort of lockdown. One more extraordinary measure of um, stopping people from doing something. Or there's going to be a, a break. I don't know. Some sort of good news. I don't know what they'll be. What is Simon saying here? He's having trouble. My phone died. I'm close. There we go. You called it? Yeah. He, do you think he's driving over right now? That'd be really <laughs> stupid, right? <laughs> he just flies over in his car. No, I, I knew only because before we went to the break, my phone was about to die. And that's why. I, yes. So I, I figured Simon that wasn't is smart true. enough to plug his shit in. Fucking dummy. Yeah, no, I, I thought Brian... This was the most level-headed, calm, collected. Like this, this to me felt like a the most um, stay calm and carry on episode. Like you know, like it didn't feel like we were necessarily balls deep in a pandemic. No, there were there wasn't as much alarmist. Yeah, this one felt more like business as usual. That's what I meant to say. Level heads prevail. Yeah, um, which is why I like this one the most this week. But there was still a bit. I mean, again, I you know. I have a feeling this is going to be dominating the talk for the foreseeable future. It's hard to see what what else there would be when there's like um, what to do at home by yourself or what to do at home with others. And it's just like um, I watched one uh, YouTube video and read an article about how it's going to be shutting culture from now on. You know, I just don't. I I just again, I don't listen. I agree with Joe and Brian in the sense that like. The youngest, most, um, not vulnerable. Um, I'm ter- I'm a fucking moron right now. The people that are the most malleable, I guess. You know what I mean? Like the people. Impressionable? Thank you. Jesus. I, I don't even know what it means. No, it's good. The most impressionable people, like young people coming up in this, if this thing prevails for longer than like, let's say a year, it might be, t- you know, for them maybe coming up, but I don't think it's going to, you know, you and me are the people we are. Oh, my, my theory I'll share with you is that uh, we, nothing really matters to us. We don't even like going into crowds anymore. Yeah. And if you're I second that. 12 and under, this is just whatever's changing. But people between like um, 15 and 25 or 30, say, say that 15 year period, are really going to feel an infringement on their life and lifestyles and decisions and choices they make like do you wonder the next time you you could fly somewhere again yeah i thought about that yesterday well when i will feel comfortable international especially i mean again we don't know where we're at now and i think you're you're what you're talking about like come on let's say this thing lasts six months there's no way that it's going to have that lasting an impact on a lot of people well it would only be social distancing lasting six months because this thing is going to last forever I get it, but like, think about nine eleven. 
You know, that was again like, oh my God, when am I going to be able to travel again? And we gave it a year and everyone was flying again. But will there be places that are near places where you don't want to go? I, I don't know. I just how right now there's um, if you go to some place, people look at you wondering, where have you been? You know what I mean? Simon's back. Yeah. Simon, you can get rid of Kamar. He doesn't need to be in this thing. And if I don't you, get rid of him, I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. Like if you if you heard someone now just got in from China, you'd be like, get me out of here. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. If, if right now you told me you got back from any Italy. foreign country, I'd be like, please don't. Be. But in Ontario right now, it's a crime. To get on anything. Well, it should have been a crime fucking no, two, but I, two weeks ago. Yeah, but I'm saying it's now it's official. If you have if you have just gotten back to Ontario from a foreign country and you don't quarantine for 14 days, you can be thrown in jail. Three years in jail and a million dollar fine. Is that what it is? Well, if you go on a big plane or something, like if you, it depends on the severity of Jesus what position you put yourself in Christ. with the thing. Yeah, it's fucking real. But that, that, that should have been from the get-go anyways. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's crazy. Did you hear that, Simon? Well, you're coming through all fucked up here. Are you in your house now or are you in the studio? No, no. I, I, my, I just... It, 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 uh, Welcome back, Si. Exclamation point on your picture and everything's coming in all fucked up. Well, we're good now. You sound good now. Sound great, buddy. Yeah. Either way, we should probably just wrap this up. And get to the post, Joe. What were we just talking about? Um, you and I. Did you guys even notice he was gone? Notice we notice you were gone. Did we notice you were gone? Yeah. Did you notice I was gone? Yes. Yeah. We did. Of course. Yes, we did. I called you back right away, and then I said to Kamara, "I'm pretty sure his phone died. You were missed." Yeah, my phone died. Yeah, that's what I figured. It was uh, good how you called it. Yeah, you and I, Kamar, were talking... Oh, Simon's gone again. <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, how Ontario implemented the... If you leave your house... The travel ban. Well, not just the travel ban, but if you've just returned from travel, how if you don't uh, quarantine, you can go to jail. But, like, yeah, uh, I think the travel ban will be something that stays for a long time. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. I, I don't even want to make. I don't even want to make predictions because a, I'm always wrong, and b, these are uh, interesting times. I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't want to. I don't want to propagate stuff that I'm not certain of. So who knows? Who knows? You never know. Tomorrow, Kamar, someone could have some breakthrough. No. No, I know that won't happen. You're the and, and even, dude. You're the king of AI solving do, everything if, and the X they, factor. Where's your X factors here? Even if where's the X factor now? Even if they do. It turns into a lottery system to get the cure out to people. Unless you can download it on your phone. Yeah, we find out you can actually plug your phone in yourself. You didn't know you had a socket. <laughs> you didn't know you had a socket. Simon's so bummed over there. Simon is not on the thing right Am now. Am I here? Am yeah. I in? You I can, can hear, hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. You look like a beatnik, but we can hear you. Simon. Well, maybe if the fucking science czar gets involved, the X Factor will speed things up. Oh, that was so stupid. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, um, so you know they have a goat cooked in the camel in, uh, Brian was talking about it. They cook a goat inside a camel? Yeah. Gross. It, so sounds right? about right, yeah. It's like the turducken. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. camel goat. <laughs> and you have an uncle that made that once? 
Well, if you add like a dog in there, it could be like a gogamel. Hey, those are God's creatures. Uh, I got to tell you, one time I watched a Vice thing. This Vice girl went to Ethiopia and ate a meal in this small village. And watching them all eat with their hands out of the same bowl made me so nauseous. I could not live like that. Especially Eating this, out of the again, same bowl? With your hands? During a pandemic? At any time. Terrible. We're losing Simon. Yeah, think about that during a pandemic. Like, fuck. It must be fucked. Yeah. I, I saw videos in India where they're beating people. Oh, they're in the beating streets. they're beating everyone in the streets and in India. Reddit, push-ups Reddit and stuff is like that. full of videos is of the in, Indian is it, police is it whacking people with sticks. So again, Making them do push ups though, was that for real? Like I thought that was like a joke. I saw that one too. Making them do squats and push ups. I don't know. It looked I mean, who knows? They had great technique. Yeah, a lot of them were very fit. Simon, do you want to rate this episode so we can, uh, we'll just move on because you could have done this without me, man. Could have done what? Oh, yeah. Simon gives it a three. Kamar, what do you give it? You didn't even need me to come. I give it a 3.5. This one also gets a 3.5. Okay. I give this one a 3.5 as well. I think this one was uh, the best one of the week for me. Like, I, Simon didn't get to hear me. I don't know if he hears me now, but this one was less no. doom and gloom. I felt, I said, Simon, this one felt more like business as usual. Simon's gone again. Guys, we apologize for all the uh, technical issues. Hopefully, they'll be worked out for the post, Joe. Simon, do you have anything to say before I do all the plugs? No, sorry. It's all fucked up, man. It was my fault. I thought my thing was plugged in, and it was not plugged in, and blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Hopefully, we'll work it out for the post, We'll fix it for the post, Joe, yeah. Yeah. Um, Good news. Since we hit 100 subscribers on YouTube, uh, we were able to get a proper youtube url so now if you want to find us on youtube it's youtube.com slash j-r-e-e podcast we actually have like a thumbnail we appear there you can find us um so go subscribe there costs nothing there you go it costs nothing the camera's on its way even if we don't get a light i'll start recording under shitty conditions just to get stuff out to you guys because it seems like that's kind of what some people want um so yeah, uh, we do have an email. If you guys want to contact us, it's jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Simon on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D, with five E's at the end. Uh, we have a Reddit. It's reddit.com slash JREE podcast. If you want to uh, get in on some of the banter, chat with us, give us your opinions, this, that, and the next. And uh, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash JREE podcast. Uh, if you join the Patreon, which you can do so for uh, as little as a dollar a month, uh, if you join, you get three to four episodes of our series called This Won't Age Well, where we go back and listen to old episodes of JRE and do what we do on the show. And uh, you'll also get the post show on Tuesday at the same time as the normal show. So uh, we get it. It's a tough time. We know that monetarily a lot of people are hurting, so we don't expect uh, many new patrons. But if you aren't hurting. If you aren't hurting, there you go. Also, I don't have the details yet, but we uh, we are now somewhat partnered with Onnit. So I believe, I don't know if it's live yet, but this week if you go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E, <clears throat> There'll be a promo something. I'll figure it out. We'll post it. Go buy some Alpha Brain. Use our promo code. I think that's it. Did I miss anything? 
Simon's we lost Simon again. All right. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Simon, do you want to say your thing while you still have a chance? I don't here? know if you can hear me. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> there you go. Simon got his thing in. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're sorry Thanks, for all guys. the COVID talk. We hope you have a great week, weekend. Stay safe out there. Stay distanced. Um, and wash be- your motherfucking hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Be good. Yeah.